All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm extremely excited about this, beyond excited to uh, introduce our first official guest of the Real Deal Talk podcast. I feel special. Uh, yeah. um, Katrin Fernald, did I pronounce that correctly? Fernald, yep. Fernald, okay. I'm happy because that's the first time I've ever tried to pronounce your actual real name. It's true. Because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm from Jersey, and we nickname everybody. Not not that you needed a nickname, but Cat is what I know Katrin yeah. Fernald by. No right? one calls me by my real name. Yeah, barely. I've never. I actually had to check before the interview today. We to had to sure. practice. <laughs> we did before I even attempted to do it. So, Katrin Fernald, aka Cat, which you'll be hearing me call her here. So I could not be more excited about this. Not only because it's our first official interview ever on the podcast of um, probably hundreds, if not thousands in the future, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is with, with Kat here, um, she was actually, um, she was on the list of a very long list. <laughs> I right? think it was like 200. You said I could no. be, I think 200. No. So the, the the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll see by my other one that I'm doing by myself, where I'm going to tell you that it's all about inspiration, um, relative, uh, relevant topics of that people can be inspired by, learn by, learn from. And I'll tell you right now, Kat's story is so powerful because, I mean, if you look at her right here, look at her. She's a specimen. She's a physical <laughs> specimen. She's beautiful. She's what? What are you, what are you like, 6'1", six, 6'1"? Six six no, no, 5'8". Five 5'8", eight. Five eight, okay. So 6'1", with with big heels on. There you go. Because every time we see her, we're at church or something, or we're going out, and she's uh, t- taller than pretty much everybody because she's wearing the heels. So anyway, my point is this. Uh, you would look at her. She's beautiful the whole nine. She's got everything <clears throat> you could possibly imagine for a woman, right? She's got a successful business, which, by the way, is called Catalyst Wellness, um, which is a wellness clinic. We're going to talk more about that in a few minutes here. But what I'm what I'm getting at here is the story that we're about to tell. We're going to dig into, and I'm going to you know I'm going to peel back some layers here. Is um, it's so relevant, and it's uh, it has to do with anxiety. And I know that's a, a topic and something that in this day and age, and pretty much in the history people deal with anxiety, right? I'd mm-hmm. say it's a very prevalent topic and something most people deal with, but probably now more than ever, wouldn't you say? Yes. That people are dealing with more anxiety because yeah. there's more doubt, there's more fear being pumped into our system in our country, you name it. Um, people are even more anxious, they have more anxiety. So anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna dig into the story and you're, you're, and so my point is, she jumped up to the top of the list. <laughs> Because we were at dinner one night, and she started telling me this story about uh, how bad it is and was. And medic- well, you were like, you had anxiety, right? And I said, oh, I had anxiety. Yeah, I, I just, I, 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 okay, yeah, a little anxiety. That's cool, you know, whatever. Yeah, you just got by it. You just got through it, right? She's like, uh, no. I'm like, okay. So oh, no, I started. We lost our mind. Yeah, at dinner started peeling back the layers, and I was floored. I mean, literally. And I kept saying that we got to stop because let's save this. You just jumped up to the top of the interview list because this this topic is so relevant. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it's very fitting and very. So Kat and I met about what seven eight years ago. Yeah, roughly. There was a Facebook. There were Facebook memory this year. It was seven was years, it really? eight years. Yeah. And so we met at a gym, shout out to the gym that we met at, Hardcore, Hardcore Fitness, Fitness with Tommy Reynolds, my guy, your guy. 
I'll speak for myself, got me in the best shape of my Mm -hmm. life. Uh, At that point, I had never learned about diet. And this is a shout out for Hardcore Fitness here in San Diego. Um, Incredible gym, boot camp gym. And and just, I can't say enough. But the people. Exactly. Phenomenal. So we we did a work, like hundreds of workouts together, my wife and I and Kat. So that's how we originally met. And who would have thunk it? What, seven, eight years later, you and I are face to face in a podcast room talking about your issues. About to divulge <laughs> my entire issue. Deep dark <laughs> hole right here going down. About to peel back crazy <laughs> layers to dig into cats past and become vulnerable. Don't be, are you gonna cry? You're not gonna cry. Stop it. Yeah, could you imagine cat crying? Just, <laughs> just, just, the, 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 the video, my video for Chris, by the way, Chris behind the mic, you guys will meet him at some time. And we got uh, Colin over here, where's Spencer at? What's Spencer doing? He's manning the, man the mic. He's just got the mic. That's it. Audio Has he been demoted? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Spencer, where are you at, dude? Spencer's like what six eight? Is like six eight six? He's like six eight. I don't know how you hide without him in the back. heels. Without heels. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, what was I getting at? Um, <laughs> So uh, me crying. Oh you yeah, yeah. You, oh yeah. So that. So my guy Chris, the, my main uh, videographer, marketing. He says, "Cat, uh, are you going to be you, you're going to be crying today?" And she's like, "What?" Uh, he goes, "Well, that's going to affect things. We're going to have to have some tissues." I'm like, <clears throat> "The odds of cat crying <laughs> are like z- slim to none." Listen, don't ask Jason. Jason has been through it this year as well with me. So, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm talking in this interview, but hey, you never know. Maybe that'll become my thing. You can make people cry. Yeah, maybe that'll that be. Would, who, who's I'm sure the that up- will draw more people to your show. <laughs> exactly. Everybody loves drama. It's true. Right? It's and, true. and already people are listening to this going, would you just get to the story? Mm-hmm. But listen, listeners uh, and watchers, uh, deal with it because this is the way my podcast is always going to be. I'm going to ask for a million details. I'm going to take forever to have them tell the story. So just if you don't like that, if you like quick stories, then this isn't going to be your podcast. No. You know, if you want to live a life of fear, this is not your podcast. If you want to live a life of faith and be inspired by people that are kicking ass and taking names, this is your this is your home. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. I'm all right. So anyway, so anyway, um, uh, so cat Catalyst Wellness, right? Mm-hmm. Had it. How how long you had the business now? Two years almost. Two years, yeah. Two years in March. <laughs> Two years yeah. in March, yeah. <laughs> and they opened. We were gonna open March. We ended up on May first of yep. COVID. Of COVID. Yeah. May, it's not even of 20. It's May 1st of COVID. Uh-huh. So, and, and think about this, the the uh, the irony of this, an, a wellness cl- clinic in the middle of a, a pandemic, mm-hmm. right? So, and I will speak for this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout you out right now. So I started seeing Kat at their uh, uh, the wellness clinic here. As soon as I hit 50, which was actually le- this, this year, was it this year? Yeah. <laughs> It's your birthday. I know. I know. I'm asking you. So my point is, as soon as I hit 50, I said, I'm going to optimize my hormones. And uh, lo and behold, Kat opens up a wellness clinic at the same time. We didn't plan that. She's like, by the way, I have a wellness. I'm like, you're kidding me. So I've always wanted to uh, maximize my hormone or optimize my hormones. I've been operating low levels for probably about 20 years. Luckily, I've been able to still do okay building some muscle, but not feeling great as far as energy and whatnot. My point is, I have never felt better in my entire life. And quite frankly, and, and yes, hardcore fitness got me in shape, but now I'm 
without question the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. And I attribute a very large portion of that to Kat and her, her crew at uh, well, uh, Catalyst Wellness. So if you're in San Diego, or even if you're not, I actually just referred you somebody from, uh, from Palm Desert that oh, wants yeah. to get on your program. So if you're listening to this, folks, one thing you want to do at the very least is, is do regular blood panels, right? Would you suggest regular We're blood panels? We're just doing initial one. Just see where yep. your levels are. Yep. Because it, no, most people are not monitoring their blood, right? No. And, and the biggest thing is that I always say the, your blood doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to stay healthy for long periods of time and you want to live a long life, you need to opt, you need to be able to um, monitor your blood. And the only way you do that, and quite frankly, all due respect to, to normal doctors, the ones to go to are ones like Cat's Clinic because they're more, they're more of the, um, what's a holistic. Yeah, uh, we check everything. If you go to a normal doctor, yeah. Yeah, they're going to the do the regular the cholesterol. They're yeah. going to check your weight. They're going to. Check your lipid panel, a CBC, but we check all the nat. We check the vitamin B, the yeah. vitamin D, all your entire hormone panel. If you go to a doctor and get a metabolic, you're going to get just TSH That's for your it. thyroid, not T3, T4 conversion. Right. So we check all the levels that need to be checked. Your stress, cortisol, yeah. that's huge. Huge. Yeah. So if you go to a normal doctor and you're like, hey, I feel anxious, I can't lose weight, I have no energy, the first question out of their mouth is going to be, do you feel like you're depressed? Yeah. Do you need an antidepressant? Like, I can't sleep. Do you need Ambien? Here I, I have anxiety. Here's Zoloft. That's not what we do. We check all your levels and we optimize not just hormones, but we optimize all your natural levels to where a lot of those will alleviate those symptoms yeah. that you're having yeah. rather than pharmaceutical. And, and talk about a great segue here, right? <clears throat> yeah. Perfect. Well, I mean, I mean that's perfect. why I opened it. Exactly. So ladies and gentlemen, get in and hit, hit me up. We'll hook you up with cat. Get at least get a blood panel at the very least, even if you don't want to optimize hormones, at least know where you're at with everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, cortisol yeah. and, and the majority of the time optimizing everything will. And now that's going to segue into cat's story, mm-hmm. which is how the clinic she op- she was uh, uh, inspired to open it up in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you had uh, a, a little bit of anxiety issues. Would you anxiety. say? So, yeah. all right. All right. So let's get some context here. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, because that's the reason you opened it up. But let's now let's now let's now let's dig in a little bit. Are you ready here? Let's now we're going to dig in and peel, peel back a couple later. Let's go back. All right, let's go back to the younger years of Cat. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm which, still young. Which is a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm kidding. I can get away with that on my show. I can say anything <laughs> I want. But look at I mean, look at her. She looks like she's what 28, 27, oh, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe. Stop it. All right. Maybe, maybe it's the, what, what do you, how do you explain that? How young you're, how <laughs> you are? I turned 41 in January. Wow. 41 yes. in January. Ladies, look at gentlemen, look at this. Okay. It can be done. That's the point here. That's the inspiration of the show. Look at this, but look at her. She's got it together, but <laughs> let's now let's go back and find out how, how, how many issues she actually has. <laughs> But this is inspiring because you got people that would look at you, women especially looking, gosh, she's got everything. She's got a successful business. She looks great. She's in shape. She's ripped. Um, and, and they, oh, there's nothing could be wrong with her. And little do they know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. All right. So go back. Give me the younger years of Kat, like before anxiety set in. Uh, any childhood stuff going on? Any anything with the parents going on? No, I got. I have two parents. I have uh, two older brothers, and I had an amazing childhood. I mean, wait, you had two parents? Well, I mean, you know, mom, dad. You had two had two parents. parents two older you mean they were brothers. together? Yes, okay. they were together. Um, yeah, they were, yeah. So my, we lived on a boat for four and a half years, actually. When on a I was boat? five to nine and a half, my what? dad was a pilot. Wait, wait, and, uh, wait a minute. Oh, God. Wait, no. I mean, listen, wait. we got to get through the, the no, short part before we even get no. to 
I didn't know you this? lived on a boat. I yes, did. You did. I think Why didn't you tell knows. me this? I don't know. Everyone knows. A lot of people know this. I was a pirate, basically. That's Are what they call me, me. Jokingly, I didn't even know this. Yeah. Oh, this is great. <laughs> you were on a boat. This is an hour in itself. It really is. Just on the boat. I mean, you could put me on number 200 for this story if you want to. <laughs> no, my dad um, was a pilot and he had to retire on medical and he was still young. Okay. And you were what age at this point? <clears throat> Five. Five. And then he said, hey, maybe we will live, should live on a boat. Yeah. He said, How I asked that? him recently and he said, the reason I decided to do this was because there's no way your mom would have lived at home with me and not having, you know, having to retire both of us in the house like we would have killed each other. We needed an adventure. Oh, and, so when is it an adventure thing? Uh, I, yeah. So he said he went and bought and a 46 foot sailboat. San Diego. San Diego. Mm -hmm. We had a house on Mount Helix that we grew up in. He leased out the house, bought a 46 foot sailboat and we went. He had never been so, sailing before. Wait a minute. Just I wait. Know, so right? he, so how long was he in the military? <laughs> Uh, he wasn't in military. He flew some oh, of the, he okay. wasn't military. Okay. No. Okay. He was Northwest. He was a pilot. For ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So he, he, and when he retired? So yeah. He well, he time? had to retire on medical. He had a ah, pinched nerve. Got it. So okay. he would lose some feeling in his hand. Got so he it. had to retire okay. early from medical. And then he just comes up with this And then plan, he just comes up with this And everybody plan. went along with this? I mean, my mom, my mom is an adventure person. And then the kids, you don't really have a choice. Well, right? of course. Yeah, you're done. I mean, I was five. My brother's six and seven years. They were 11 and 12. So yeah, it threw us and on a boat. And he had never sailed before. He had never sailed before. Where, where were you planning on sailing to? I, we, uh, so my dad, I, I, my dad is, have you ever seen National Lampoon's Vacation? Of course. My dad is, is Chevy Chase from National Lampoon's Vacation. That I is my that. dad. Like, then I to love a T. So you know how he gets on the roof and it doesn't yeah, work and then he yeah. gets off and it works and he gets, so my dad, he decides to buy a sailboat. And the one thing he doesn't know about himself is that he gets seasick every time. <laughs> Like just things like that is my dad. He didn't think this through ahead of time. But I mean, but yeah, we we left San Diego, went through Panama Canal, uh, lived in Venezuela for six months. So you didn't just dock it down in like the San no, Diego Harbor no. and, and say you're living on a boat. I mean, this was incredible. Then we came back up along the coast, Belize, Mazalan, um, Cancun, Isla Mujeres. Um, and he was the one. Him and my mom. My mom did the navigation and <sighs> stuff. He did all. You know. Yeah. Were you ever in harm's way? Like, did you hit oh, a yeah. storm? Oh, tons. There were there tons? were some crazy times. Yes, I've. I mean, I've I've lost a lot of lives probably by then. I, I mean, can't even believe yeah, this. It was it was amazing. This is such a bonus to this story. I know. I can't believe you didn't. You didn't know tell that. me this. I don't know how that's. I'm possible. so glad you didn't though, because it's becoming it's such a surprise to me. Yeah. I can't even get enough of this already. It was fun. Yeah. So have you ever me, seen the movie me, Captain Ron? Yeah. That that basically was our family, except we were younger kids. Give me one story of when it was rough seas. Like you battened down the hatches. Um, so what? because I was so young, I never really remember uh, like the exact spot. I remember it in my head, but yeah. I can't, I don't remember names, yeah. but I'm sure my mom can tell you. But one time we were coming across, I think Venezuela across. So it was a two day trip. So you don't see land for like two days and you take shifts and um, shifts. What do you mean shifts? Well, like you can't stay up two days straight. So my brothers and I would take one shift. And when I say I, right, I was What are you looking six. out for? Like other ships, yeah. sharks, Yeah, you whales. can't just all go to bed. I mean, that you in the can't? middle of the night. No. <laughs> No, because you have freighters and things. So freighter doesn't see you. I haven't sailed the seven seas. Yeah. So this is. You don't want to get run over by a cruise ship or a freighter, <laughs> you know. But don't you have radar that's going to alert you or something? You would hope so. But in hope. the middle of, you know, yeah, you just don't want to take that risk. So there's always somebody up. Yeah. There's yeah. always somebody. Yeah. And um, anyways, it was daytime and there was a huge storm. And I remember our, our steering went out in the boat. And I'll never forget that. And my dad ran by, went downstairs and the manual steering was under the mattress 
in the main um, in the main bedroom on the boat and he had to throw the mattress off and he has the tool down there trying to go while he's screaming to my dad and we had my brothers were in a line and I was up here next to my mom so that he could yell to her and she could yell back to him so he could manually because you don't want to become parallel to the waves you become parallel to the yeah, waves in the storm meanwhile my other brothers over here maydaying the coast guard no one's answering like somehow How many miles off the shore are you at this point I mean I remember this being like the middle like there was no land there was oh no there was nothing so yeah yeah but that was no he, he was able to get how, yeah <laughs> you know what that's what my therapist said one time yeah the, that's, the, that's um, traumatic it could be that that you know the the uncertainty as a child yeah you know in the middle of the ocean yeah. I can't even imagine I've never even heard of anything like this and it was awesome ever it was amazing but now I, you I, loved you know, it. Oh, it was. I mean, come on. We went all through the Caribbean, Bahamas, water like glass, like 40 feet water. You could see a penny on the ground. Did you always hit ports and hang out? Oh, what? yeah. Like my parents would be like, hey, just go swim to shore and go swim play on the beach. Because there's like islands and uh, that's what you did. Yeah. My parents are, you would anchor. And then a lot of times <laughs> it's like, okay, you guys want to go play on the beach? Go swim to shore. And then we'd swim to shore and go play. And there were a couple of times like one we went to. Uh, so you wouldn't actually dock the boat? Oh, no, there weren't. No, not on islands. They don't have. There's not a marina at everywhere you go. So you just anchor yeah. off the coast and then swim to shore. Yeah. Or you have a dinghy or this you take a dinghy to shore. I know <laughs> we're not even into the I story. I can't even believe this. <laughs> You're so funny. I want to dig into this one. So uh, I, I can't get enough of this. Yeah. No, it's neat. Right. Yeah. Because I, I never even heard of anything like this. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. There's so much more. I can't believe that I you know. brought this up because now I'm having a hard time getting off this. This is unbelievable. So when, when, so what made him, let, let's, let's finish the boat thing. What made him decide to stop sailing the seven My seas? My brothers are idiots. They <laughs> wanted to go to high school. Who wants to leave this to go to high school? But They're they were, you remember, we they got to go on to school? there. Well, we were homeschooled the entire time, which shout out to my parents because wow. they, this was before the internet. So they would have to plan where they were going to be. So it's like, okay, we're going to be in Cancun in two days if we sail, you know, this, this, and this. So then they would send our tests in and do all that. And then when we needed books for the new year, they would plan ahead so that the books could be shipped to a marina or a port where we're going to stay. Like it all had to be done through mail and through, I mean, there was no phone, right? There was no internet. It's all, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's cr- kind of crazy. Right. This is nuts. I know. We need to do an, an, a separate whole interview on this. I Just know. the boat. Just the Cat's boat. boat trip. Should. I should bring my mom in when we do that because she remembers all the names and stuff too. The names of what? Well, like where we were. Like I remember um, one island we were sailing in and, you know, we always would sit. So when it's a beautiful day, you'd sit up at the front and, you know, there's the railing of the boat and we put a leg on each side so yeah. we're not falling off. But right. we're going with the waves and we're sailing and we're looking down and all of a sudden all the water is just covered with water snakes. And we're just like, what? And I remember, we remember looking it up and these are poisonous snakes. Yeah, and then we come into the port and this whole island, the only thing on this island is basically a really small town and then a prison. And um, I asked my mom actually the name of it. I could tell you the name of it. I'll look it up later. Yeah. And, um, and this is an island. And this is an island. And I remember my dad went to, there was abalone and he went and dove for some abalone. And I remember he was in the dinghy and did like a backflip back onto the dinghy after getting in the water because this these two sharks go by. So this island is surrounded by poison snakes, sharks. And, sharks. and I remember I got so sick. 
I got so sick on that night. And I remember my mom sitting with me and just keeping me awake. Um, I had pneumonia. I had something. I was super, super sick to the point where they had to keep me awake all night. How old were you at this point? I mean, I think I was six. But there's no, it's not like they can take me onto the island. I can't believe this. So it's like things like this, like just cool stories that my mom would definitely, like me, I have bits and pieces. I was five to nine and a half. This is the most odd, crazy thing I've ever heard, I think. Yeah, it was very cool. One of them. I know. So now, like in reality, now uh, it's funny because I'll hear a song or one of my friends will hear a song or something, right? And they go, oh my God, do you remember this song? This was the best song back in the day. And And I was like, I don't remember this song. And they're like, how do you not? Oh, this is when you were a pirate. Because so there's this like a section where it's like we didn't have TV. Could you not listen to music on the boat? We could. I listen. I can the entire album of Graceland, Paul Simon. I can verbatimly sing to you, no problem. I mean, those overnights or like there's certain music that we would have on a tape, right? That we would get. But you're in the middle of the ocean. You don't necessarily have FM radio or something. There's no Spotify How at that time. How long would you be at sea at like for the longest period without without? Coming to an island or something. What I was don't the remember. Time period? I believe it was two or three days. Is oh, the that's longest. it. Yeah, that's the oh, long. That's I, I think, but I would have to again. I'd have to check into my. And mom did you that. ever have it where you were literally thought you were going to die, like the the boat was going to capsize and you were done? That one, I told like, you. How did yes. you avoid? Because if, especially a guy that's new at sailing, how did he avoid all the rough waters yeah, I don't and know. the? I don't know. That's like a miracle. Isn't, isn't it? it? I know. Yes. No, it is. But you have to think about it like I was five. So to me, it's like, have you ever been snowboarding and you're trying to learn how to snowboard at 30 and you just eat it left and right? Yeah. And then these five-year-olds are just going by you. Flying like, down. And if they fall, they just bounce. They, yeah. they You know, yeah. it, they're amazing. The same thing on a boat. Like to me, it was like, no, we're fine. I, I look back at that time That's and true, it's amazing. You don't know any better. But yeah, I, I can't imagine. So many people have said, how did your mom and dad do this with three kids? How are they not freaking out about this? And I'm like, what do you mean? It was so fine. But now I look back being older. It's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that that's probably a lot. Three, three young kids on a sailboat. Look at this. I, I think I should be a therapist because I already found the root of your anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> In one question. One question. Session's over. Yeah. Leave done. your money at the door. We're having a nice day. I'm going to save you a lot of money. Perfect. I found it. It's the freaking boat. <laughs> Might Who be. sails on a boat for? <laughs> I don't know, but listen, what, if I could do it years? again, I would. You would? I would. How 100%. many years was this? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Four and a half years. And it was amazing. Four and a half. And years. you know what's weird is the little the little things, right? I so. Can't. You go to a marina now, or if I go to a marina, the smell, the sound of the it? ropes, or do you like get, the, or do you get, oh, I love it. Or is it like PTSD? It's, it's like, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> or is it like PTSD? You're, you're free, no. So it's actually amazing for you. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. If I could do it now, unfortunately, you, you have to it. do this thing called work and earn yeah. a living. We have responsibilities. Yeah, we have to pay bills. And, yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah. yeah. Adulting is it's terrible. Yeah. Unbelievable. I can't get over this. I can't believe it. All right. So I, I could go on this for days. So now let's, okay. So this is, a, so then go into high school. So that what your brothers wanted to go to high school. They wanted to go to high school. So we went to DC, came back down to North Carolina. We lived in a small town on the Outer Banks of North Carolina on yep. the boat for a year called, um, what was it called? Uh, Manio. Yeah. And then my dad had hired someone to sail the boat back around to San Diego. And then we cross country in, I'm not joking, a station wagon like the one in National Lampoon's Vacation. And we cross country the whole way home, stopping at every national park so we could hike and see all the animals and like we would 
I mean, it was it was it was serious. I'm serious. My brother, my one brother, always smelled so bad. I remember we'd have to stop and like get alcohol and stuff. What? Because <laughs> he would smell like oh. he was a young kid. He didn't shower. Uh, no, he did. But it's like just like it was seriously national lampification. How remember? they always fight with each other. I remember one time we went hiking, and uh, my brothers kept throwing rocks in front of my dad. So my dad kept being like, "You guys, shh, there's gonna be a deer." There's a deer ahead, and oh. after like a mile of this, my dad's finally figured it out, and he's like, "Son of a bitch, what?" I mean, I thought there was, you know, it's yeah. just so, just the dynamic. I mean, the family; it was totally National Lampoon's vacation. I can't believe this. So, where did? How did you decide where to go to high or go to school? Um, when we came back, yeah. Well, we had we still had the house, so he leased uh, out the house. Uh, so then we came back to the house, Mount Helix, mm-hmm. and then you know from there, school districts, yeah. all that. Where where was the first school you went to? Forte Elementary. Forte. How'd that go? Amazing. So That's you good. were able to tr- get right in, no yeah. problem? It was actually funny because we would do school in the morning for like two hours every day. And yeah. when we came back to regular school, we were we were ahead. You were ahead. We were ahead, and that's not the that's not speaking grade. to our intelligence. I think that's more speaking to our school system. To our lack of exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you would do so. You you do two hours a day, mm-hmm. and when you came in, got into your grade. What you're saying is you were actually ahead of the kids. Right, great, yeah. or yeah, we were ahead of the yeah, for wow. sure. That's saying a lot. All of us, and so okay. So then, what about any issues there with his kids or uh, bullying? Anything mm-hmm. going on there? Nothing. Mm-mm. So okay. So then you go. Where'd you go to high school? High school, Grossmont. Grossmont. Okay. Yeah. So then, take me to uh, out of high school. So high school, you went to college. Yep, San okay. Diego State. San Diego State. Mm-hmm. All right. How'd that go? So first. um dose of anxiety was okay. when I graduated high school. So I had Ooh. the first love of my life, Ooh. right? Okay, and uh, first go. boyfriend, first Ooh. everything. And uh, right. and I think at one point, uh, well, I mean, he basically cheated on me and I Ooh. found out about it. Mm. And then, you know, first love of my life, first Yikes. everything, yeah. everyone, it's like, oh, but did he? And he didn't mean to, mm. and, uh, you know what, you know, mm. you know, anyways. Yeah, guys will be guys. So know. then uh, I remember one night I was home and I couldn't get a hold of him. And I started having like a, um, like a panic attack. Like I started, and I didn't know what a panic attack was, right. but I started having kind of anxiety of like, well, what happens? What if he didn't call? And what if this? And what if he's doing it? Like your brain. Just, this was like 18 years and old. And this was 70. like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, mm. 18 years old. And um, I remember I just, I could not, like it was just so difficult. Like breathe wow. everything. Like I just, in my head. Your first one ever. Yeah, and I didn't know what it was. Like it was just like, okay, this is probably because of all this stuff happened and I was stressed and whatever, yeah. right? So it kept anything getting... else in high school prior to this that sparked any type of anxiety at all. Nothing. This was the first one. I mean, what I don't think I knew what anxiety was in okay. high school. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, you talk to a fourteen. She's like, I have anxiety. Yeah. Four, Please like, leave these me kids. alone. I'm like, how do you know what that is? Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know what anxiety. It's the stress of school, we grades, gotta... bullying, kids, sports. Yeah. Can I play in the game? Did I do good enough? Did I score a goal? It's all normal kid stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, because now you got young kids, yes. literally 10, 11, 12. Oh, yeah. Saying they, and they're actually being, we're going to get into this, by the way, of course, that are saying they have anxiety problems and are being prescribed medication already, yes. right? Yes. Okay. So let's get to the to the boyfriend that, so you had a basically a panic attack. I kind of started know. having a panic attack, and then it just starts to spiral. The, the way anxiety works is... The worst when they say your brain is your worst enemy, yeah, your brain is your uh, worst absolutely. enemy, yeah, like those little images of the devil sitting on your shoulder, right, saying, right. you're horrible, you're this, you're that, you're ugly, you're da, da, da. Yeah. that is, yeah, that is your brain, yeah, and yeah. so that just keeps poking at you nonstop. And eventually, when you have something in your ear like that going nonstop, telling you, 
oh, you don't deserve this. You're this, you're that, you're, you're whatever it might be. Then it you start to believe that. And then yeah. you start to spiral and kind of go down this hole. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I can't do this. Like, I mean, I, I just can't do that. I, I, what am I supposed to do next? I mean, I don't know. And then you start freaking out. And then it's like at, over days and days and days, you just start losing your you don't want to do anything. Yeah. You kind of just want to crawl into the covers and yeah. do absolutely nothing. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You feel horrible about yourself. And inevitably you kind of turn to the people around you that you love and you're like almost like grasping onto them, which yeah. then all of a sudden they're like, what are you doing? Which only continues to bash right. your thoughts about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I went to my family doctor who was a family doctor of our do- and of this the whole is, family. This is, are we at 18, 19 here? Yeah. It was like a couple of weeks after the, and he's like, look, he goes, well, and he made me take this test. And it was like circle one through four, your level of anxiety. I remember that it was like mm. a piece of paper. And sure enough, he comes back and he goes, yeah, he goes, you have serious anxiety. And he's like, so um, we're going to put you on Zoloft Ugh, and it's going to help. Wow. And I was 18. I Nothing mean, else. Didn't try to die. Like, hey, let's. No, no. He let, made me take a test the of the cause. numbers and then he put me on Zoloft. Wow. And um, 18, 19. 18, 19. <sighs> And I was like, okay, because one, I hadn't worked in medical yet. Mm. So I was like, he's a doctor. Yeah, of course. He knows what he's doing. Of course, doctors know. Yes. I mean, look how much school they go to. Doctors are like the Bill Cosby, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. (laughs) Super smart. That's a great one to use. (laughs) So (laughs) you kind of grow up thinking, especially then, you know, doctors are everything. So he told me uh, to get on that. And I was like, okay. So I got on that and I, f- I was feeling better. Yeah. Like it, it kicked in within two weeks, felt 10 times better, felt yeah. like I could do everything again, went back to normal. Like, So go, go, go back. So you had the first kind of episode and then was that, was that happening daily? Was it happened weekly? Like before you went to the doctor, mm-hmm. like when did you, when, did, the, did your parents take you to the, obviously your parents took you to the doctor? No, I was 18. I drove, I drove there. So you decided yourself to yeah, go to the doctor I went to get checked and, out? Yeah. Because I just, I wasn't doing well. I felt like. Did you tell your parents, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling right? You know, I don't remember, honestly, if I told my parents, my parents, um, my parents, they, they had a tumultuous relationship. Mm. They, they were two very, um, attractive, smart individuals who Mm. were either completely in love with each other or like throwing a plate across the room and screaming at each other. You know what I mean? Mm. So they were never, um. Uh, I mean, there were plenty of childhood memories, and I'm sure the kids always hear their parents yeah, fight. I don't yeah. know where it's like you just kind of sit in your room and you're yeah. like, okay, they're screaming at each other for a couple hours out right. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily. I, I mean, I, I think that they probably contributed. I mean, there's genetics there. Did, there's did everything. They, did they ever, you know, tell you these things, negative things about you, and you'll never amount to anything? Oh no, 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 no. My parents are the most supportive parents oh, that's in the world. Great. Wow. I mean, they always told me how amazing I was. Everything. Huh. Um, but I think there's a piece of, honestly, genetics that were passed even down mm. to them. Like now I see it in my dad. He worries about things yeah. and anxiety. Or I see it in my mom. My mom very much. I am mm. my mother. Mm. And my mom controls everything. Oh, wow. My mom is very uh-huh. independent. A neurotic Very control. strong. Got it. Yes. German. Uh-huh. And so I am my mother. So, mm. um, so, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily, I don't, I honestly don't remember if I went to them. I don't remember. Wow. Interesting. So you go to the doctor. And how long had this been going on before you actually went to the doctor? Oh, uh, I mean, I couple uh, weeks, it was like a month, I think. A couple weeks to a month. I and was feeling horrible. And the first thing he literally did was prescribe medication. Yeah. yeah. Well, right and he also said, because he was my parents' doctor too. Yeah. So I don't know if I should say this because they're probably going to listen to this. But Uh-oh. I remember him specifically saying, listen, with your parents, I kind of understand. <laughs> So oh apparently God. they had both gone to him before as wow. well. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know See, what. This is really interesting. Yeah. 
because you know a lot of us think that maybe it's um, perpetuated from something, but you had supportive parents. Yeah. You had a beautiful childhood. You loved sailing the seven seas. I thought I thought maybe that was it. You had in high school, everything was great. You're like looking for the reasons. Yeah, you know. But this is even better because then people can realize maybe it's it literally can be a genetic <laughs> thing that's passed down through your genetics, right? Yeah. Honestly, okay. yes, okay. that's what I thought. Hmm. It's like okay, well. This is my rationalization down the road of being on these meds was I basically like, okay, this is my, somebody made the analogy to me one time. It's like being diabetic. Yeah. Okay. Your body just doesn't produce enough. Right. So the same with levels in your brain, your body just doesn't produce enough serotonin in your brain sometimes. And it's like, this is just helping you with that. Yeah. That. So to me, that's like completely normal. Oh, okay. I'm. You know, there's something wrong with my brain. It doesn't yeah. produce enough levels of the bottle of serotonin and right. dopamine. And yep. so I have to be on this. So that justified it for me. That's what they explained it to me. Yeah. And so it's completely normal to be on this. And so the doctor explained all of that chemistry yeah. involving anxiety. Yeah. Among other people. Like yeah. even, you know, yes. So Interesting. Okay. So then at what point, like this was like 18, you're 42 one now mm-hmm. so when did the medic when did you realize maybe the medication wasn't a good thing or did you did it take a really long time to realize that i didn't want to be on it i, I tried to get off of it again when i was about oh gosh 20 25 and then i tried to get off of it when i was 30 because i would so be what, doing what, so well I what was spot happy, you want oh okay and i was like i don't really want to be dependent on something and so i tried to get off of it yep and i could not and by could not so when you're on these so meds, why did you want to get off of it though if everything was going great you just thought you didn't need it because i, I am my mother and like i just want to i don't want to have to take something mm. i want to be able to be normal in my mind so from 18 or 19 ish up mm-hmm. to about roughly 25 mm-hmm. you took it religiously you have to take it every day every single day yes did you notice anything else in your life that was off because of the medication could you notice anything i mean i would still have anxiety yeah. i definitely would i would still um there would be moments where i mean it doesn't make you perfect it's not right. like you go to la la land yeah unless you're on yeah. a very high dose which yeah i don't know but um i just tried to stay on a low day dose and try to keep maintain my mentality keep in mind though it's like again i keep saying this over and over i am my mother and yeah. my mother uh likes to control everything so everything yeah. i did i always wanted to be the best at no matter what it was yeah and i made that happen yeah Like, I don't care how I'd have to make that happen, but I would make that happen, whether it's sports and practicing 24 hours a day, working out and working out three times a day, I would go above and beyond to be the best at Mm. everything and make it happen. And it's exhausting. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. It is. And it can be very, uh, a a very stressful pressure. Yes. To constantly perform and be the best. Yes. Right. Wow. So, so then you got to about 25 right mm-hmm. and and you said okay cool i'm good now mm-hmm. i don't think i need this anymore is that was that what yeah happened? like i had an amazing job i you know was doing really well i was on my own um everything was going really well and i'm like i don't let's see if i can just get off of this yeah. so i don't have to yeah. be on it anymore yeah so you have to wean yourself off yep. and by that it means like if you're on a certain dose you have to take then half the dose every day and then from there you have to take a quarter of the dose every day and then from there you have to go every other day because you get these things called brain shivers it's like the worst freaking side effect you've ever had when you're coming off of it. ever when you're coming off of it wow. and brain shivers are like um 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. So imagine in a cartoon and you see a speaker and you see the vibration from the speaker if it's like a bass, right? Yeah, and you yeah. see that vibration. So imagine that happening in your head, that vibration, that zap, like every minute for about a second where your brain just goes and it's like things going in slow motion. So if yeah. I'm looking at you and I go like this and I get a brain shiver, it's like like it's just something like shakes your head all of yeah. a sudden. Everything kind of gets disoriented yep. for a second, right? So it's I, I equate it to almost um, wearing your grandma's glasses where she's blind as yeah. a bat and you put on her glasses all day. So by the end of the day, you are so tired Yes, and you're so miserable. Yeah. And then by the end of a week of that, you're absolutely miserable. Mm. And these these brain shivers go on for about eight weeks. Eight, eight weeks? Eight weeks minimum. So how did you wean off? Do you go every other day? You go every other day. But even if you do that, you still get these. And then you slowly, and then once you the get off. What did the doctor say? Do you tell the doctor about the side oh, effects? Oh, so many times I've asked the doctor, oh, what yeah, can totally I do to normal. get through this? No, it's just something you have to endure, unfortunately. That's just the way it works. Or get back on it full time. Or or you just stay on it. Why do you want to get off? They'd actually question you. Feel, oh, why yeah, would you want to get off? 100%. Oh, wow. yes. And then they switched me um, to different brands to try to help with, yeah. you know, side effect. Because Zoloft, that's yeah. the other thing. The Zoloft, yeah. let's just be real here. Zoloft completely inhibits your ability to have an orgasm. Oh, geez. Here we like go. Like sexually. Here we go. I know. Dig into that. So people don't realize that wow. all these antidepressants, SSRIs, they they really do. This is a thing? Blah. Yes. Yes. So not only, you, and you I'm did, learning you, all this you now, right? didn't know this. You no, know this of course I didn't know. They I was, didn't they, tell you this. No. No. They don't tell you side effects of it. They say, oh, well, you could be a little from, bland. You did, could feel this. You could feel that. How? Did, why does it prevent you from... Um, I mean, I haven't dug into the yeah. clinical, clinical, medical, yeah. but it, it, those are side effects. But once you learn this thinking back, you're like, oh, that makes sense now. It does. Right. So it kind of inhibited, honestly, figuring out that's a very, that's a very uh, mm. uh, important age time frame right yeah. there of figuring out what you like, yes, what you don't like, what true. works, what doesn't work mm. and nothing worked. So you Ooh. don't really figure out what, wow. you know what I mean? Oh, wow. This so you is... kind of just keep doing what you think you're supposed to do. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Totally interesting. Totally another story. So you were totally, else. yeah, this is a, <laughs> but so, so let me sum this up. So back in the day at that age, you were just faking it with everybody. Yeah. But isn't that what you do? I mean, look <laughs> at like, Seinfeld. Yeah. Fake, yeah, fake, 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 fake. Like it's like, it's like, like, it's a yeah. known thing that that's okay. I guess this is what you have to do. Yeah. Wow. So it's just a normal thing. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't know anything. I about guess that, men don't you know, realize cause, that. Cause yes. Mine, you know, yes. mine never did. So yeah, of course, know. of course, never. Never. You know, I, I wouldn't know anything about this. This is totally foreign to me. <laughs> the greatest yeah. Seinfeld episode ever. Yeah, fake, so fake, wait a minute. Fake. The moaning, the yelling, the fake, th fake, fake, fake. Yeah, fake, yeah. fake. <laughs> and every guy goes, yeah, but that didn't, yeah, that didn't was, happen with me. me. Yeah. Not yeah. me. What? Not me. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Okay. All right. So, so tried to get off of it. Yeah. Did not work. I, I inevitably, life got super how, hard. How long did you go when you tried to get off and you just said that you threw in like the towel? Like six months. Six months? Yeah. Because I, I, I kept coming back to myself and being like, okay, if you still wake up and you are miserable, then you have to get back on these. Yeah. And like, so then I just kept waking up and everything is harder. Everything is more frustrating. Everything is, um, somebody says something and you just, you want to punch them in the face and you're so mad. Like it's, this it's, is when you're coming off of it. Yeah. Like you're just, so you cannot handle reality in some ways. Wow. Everything is just irritable, everything. And so it's like, okay, well. Go right back, and I remember going back to the doctor, and they're like, "Sometimes, like, you just don't produce enough in your brain, and that same speech, same and thing. it's like, okay, okay, like, so, I'm not normal." And you said they went from Zoloft to a different one, right? Was yeah, they did, um, like Lexapro, 
And then when was um, that one? Age twenty five? They switched you? I don't know. I mean, there's been some like Lexapro, and then there, there was Zoloft, and then Lexapro because I told them finally about the sexual thing, and they're like, "Oh, well, let's try a different one." They they acted like they didn't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. They're like, "Oh, that can be a side oh, effect. Yeah, let's try a way, different one." Yeah, that can be a side mm. effect. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the side effects of these things, yeah. it's like horrific. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's why these commercials have like the whole commercial side effects. It's just sickening. It, it's it's crazy. I can't believe and, that's and okay. And it's so normal. And and again, I'm not saying there is not a place for antidepressants. Some people yeah, it is right. to get out of a hole. But there are multiple clinical studies that have come out that show your brain becomes dependent on antidepressants Absolutely. after three years. Three years. Three years. And we keep people on these things just saying, here, no, no, it's totally normal. Just be on this. It's the same concept as birth control. Yeah. You put these girls on birth control at yeah. 14 years old. Yeah. And then you sit here and I own a hormone clinic and you go, oh, no, no, no. We don't mess with your hormones, except for the fact that we put you on birth control, which yeah. has hormones in it at 14 years old. Correct. And you say there's no issue with that. What? Yeah. So why? Give me break this down here. So why did they continue to just keep prescribing and prescribe? Do they actually genuinely wholeheartedly feel that this is going to is a good thing for their patients or is it a money thing? I think it's honestly, I, I, I want to, I want to believe in human beings that it is not a money so thing. Why? I, but I, of course there are doctors out there that it is 100% a money thing, All mo- yeah. but you also have to understand that when doctors go to school, the, the, pharmaceutical companies finance everything all they learn about is they don't learn about holistic they don't learn about natural remedies you don't go to medical school and hear about oh if you take this natural supplement it's a precursor for serotonin they don't learn that stuff yeah they learn primary care they learn pills they learn dosaging they learn all of that yes and i mean a doctor can dig into that more i don't want to act like i've been to medical school i haven't right but this is their foundation, the CDC, everything, yeah. all the stuff they learn is they're surrounded by it. Yeah. And this is their protocol of what has been laid out in front of them and how they practice. Unless you go outside your realm, which yeah. now is a lot more naturalistic, holistic right. wellness. I mean, even our doc who does the hormone clinic, we uh, we had to send him to like these courses outside yeah. right. of medical school right. that he went to. Right. Because they don't teach that. Right. And so medical doctors, the, the whole training is about just, is it just like masking disease? Is it, what's the premise? Basically? Well, I mean, if you look at Medicare, I mean, it says in there, it is not preventative. Mm. It is about coming in, you have an issue and we, it's not necessarily fixing, yeah. I mean, I guess fixing it, but you give it's meds. More like, it's more like just masking it. Right. You have and pain, which, here's Oxy. You yeah. have, uh, you can't sleep, here's Ambien. You have anxiety, here's Zoloft. You have depression, here, here's all these options. Pick. And it's like, why? That's why it got me so mad because after being on these stupid things for what, 35 years when I opened the clinic, well, when I wanted to open the clinic, yeah, um, 30 years when I got my home runs tested, 34 years, um, yeah. finally, not 34 years, sorry, tw- what was I, 14 years, um, I was on him and I got my so home you were, runs you were tested. On, you were on for 14 years? Yeah. On the medications? Yes. Zoloft and then they switched You couldn't it get off. I tried to get off could twice. Get, yeah. Could not. And then inevitably life would get hard and I'd start flipping out and start spiraling into this hole where it was just, well, you, I was miserable. Did you ever see a therapist at this point? Oh God, I've seen so many therapists. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Since so many therapists. Wait. They do not. When did you start seeing a therapist? Uh, My first one. First one. Your Hold on. Let me think one. about this. And I'm not laughing because I? I believe no, 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 in therapy. No, no, no. Hey. 100%. Honestly, my first therapist I didn't see until I was 30... How old was I? 31, 11, wait, 11 years, 12 years ago. 
12 How old years was ago. I? So what am I? About, 40? About, so like 28. 29. 29. Yeah. I was living in LA. What sparked that? Because I, I tried to get off the meds again mm. and I and again spiraled, could not get off of them, had to get back on them. And I'm like, okay, I need to start digging into myself and figuring out like how I get off of these and what I can do to make myself better. Yeah. Because again, it goes along with the whole theme nobody of who I am. Nobody else suggested that. No, nobody suggested a therapist <clears throat> up with this. You just came, parents uh, didn't, the doctor didn't say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should start digging into your brain a little bit. And n- No, nobody. but this isn't necessarily a side that at this point, I am now very vocal about it, but then it's not like I would sit here and preach and be like, yeah, I can't get all these antidepressants, need to get, you know, it's not yeah. something that you vocalize. Right, right. And you also have to realize, True. again, my personality is like, okay, I had my career, I was renting my place, I lived in LA, I was very independent, very much my mother, like, yeah. I can do this on my own, this is the image I portray. I don't portray the image of like, I am losing my mind and yeah. I wanna cry and yeah. I don't know why right. and I'm miserable. Yeah. You know, so there's a level of uh, ego there where it's mm, like, of course, oh, no, no, no. This is this is who everyone thinks I am. Yeah, Keep that up. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going around being like, what do I do? Yeah, that's true. So you I did that this last year. <laughs> well, that's why I was so shocked because and yeah. as I said in the beginning of this interview, when you look at you, I mean, you've got it all. Huh. There's nothing that could be wrong here. I mean, <laughs> what could you be worried about? Right. That's funny. Right? No, I know. I'm very blessed with everything I have. And I want to, I mean, it's, I'm sure people, believe me, there's been many of times where, again, that little devil on my shoulder is like, you have everything and look how miserable you are and look at da 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 and you're so selfish for thinking this way. Yeah. Like that is, that's a part of it too. Yes. You know? Wow. Like, that's I mean. Why, that's why the story's that much more powerful, in my opinion, um, because, uh, you know, people that it's, it'll make people look and say, wow, if she's even she goes through this and experiences this and you can come out the other end, which we're going to start getting into here in a minute on what what eventually you started doing. Cause, oh, so, so let's go back. So we're going to get a little more of that in a little bit. But the, so you start seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. What did they say right away? They just kept I don't know, like the some therapist. OK, here's my Give here's, me. here's here my here issue. again. There's a place for therapy. Of course. Um, I am very, you know me, I'm very real, I'm very blunt, what you see is what you get. It's very hard for you not to know what I'm thinking. Like, and so when it comes to therapy, they're not as real, right? Like Mm. I have to actually get to know you and and kind of, um, I don't know, feel you, if that makes sense. And so therapists, well, why do you think that? Well, why do you think you do that? Well, why, and I'm like, okay, when I leave an office and you're like, (laughs) I got absolutely nothing out of that and you just paid $150, $200 for an hour session. It just kind of, then you just like, okay, what am I going to talk? Like I would go to these appointments and be like, what am I going to talk about now? Yeah. Like I would feel like there was the, like would, pressure. Would you answer the questions? Or? I mean, I don't know why. If I knew why, I would solve the damn situation. <laughs> like I need you to tell me why. I'm very much a person that's like, listen, if you could just write me a list of what I need to do, I will do everything on that list immediately and I will fix the problem and yeah. I will be number one. Controlling again. Yes. Except, yes. That's all I need you to do. And it, that was, a, and, and every <laughs> single therapist is like, okay, that's not how therapy works. And I'm like, I understand that. <laughs> so you try to this control is, the therapist. Of is course. What yeah, of course. I need a tangible list <laughs> tangible to list. be able to figure out and I will make it happen. Right. But you have to understand. Uh, I mean, again, now it's very different. Did you know, they, a very different side of me, but yeah, yeah. I grew up they with they zero in? religion zero spirituality zero zero everything Mm. so i and i never knew what that meant interesting never knew what that meant until this year yeah and again i but i had an amazing childhood so people talk about traumas or this or that i'm like i didn't have trauma i had an Mm. incredible childhood but trauma doesn't have to equate to being molested being raped being beaten being you know yeah it equates to little things yeah 
that if you don't address, just kind of sit there and fester. Yeah. And no matter how little they are. Yeah. And so me, again, going to therapy, doing all this, I think I'm addressing it. Yeah. But I'm not because I'm not actually digging into what I need to dig into. I am going to fix the problem. Give me a list. I need to fix the problem. How do yeah. I fix the problem? Yeah, so therapy just... It did not work. It didn't, didn't go, with, did not with, work. Went nowhere with So I saw quite did, a few therapists. And did any of them dig into the boat story like me or... Um, not until, <laughs> yes, yes, actually they not did. until Jason, um, he sent me to his therapist who is incredible. Her name is Paula Shaw and she does energy and chakra. Yeah, and that was yeah. the, I remember going to her the first time and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And she does the whole muscle, like the muscle where she's like, ask your question, is your name Catherine Fernald? And she goes like this. And, and it's like, if you, if you're telling the truth, you're strong. And if you're mm. not, then your oh, arm moves. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. That's that doesn't what yeah, like this yeah. is like hippie stuff. What are you talking yeah. about? No offense to hippies, yeah, <laughs> but right. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, and then she puts me on a table and she checks each chakra by holding a crystal over it. And I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, like listen, controlling mind over here, science, everything else. Like yeah. this is this is what are you talking about? Yeah, what? It, so it, she helped me for a year, telling me. Like, I think it's the boat and the, all the uncertainty. She said, I think and, it's yeah, the boat. she goes, I really think that's a huge part of it. I don't need a lab. No, totally. You that, totally diagnosed I, me. Yeah. yeah it's, and yeah, um, I went right there. Yeah. And she just kept telling me, like, you have to believe in, in the universe and spiritual, and you have to realize yeah. that it has your back and da 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 da. And I'm like, I have no clue what that means. What does that mean? And you know what? Now that you're on this spiritual journey, and we're not going to get on this tangent, but I'm going to touch on it. <clears throat> Because you've followed us to this church and we're the spiritual journey that you're now on, Kat, I think is a, is going to be a big thing. For, and, not, and not think, I know it is, but this is not, we'll touch on that in a bit, But because I, I want to go back and still get on the, uh, <laughs> with the, uh, you know, how you, where you got to the clinic and how you did all that stuff. So the, the, um, so the therapist, you went through a bunch of therapists, mm-hmm. same result with all of them, which was nothing. I just get bored. It's like dating. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, okay. Well, so were they? So were they? <laughs> so so were they? Were they all of us? Were they? Were they um, trying to dig and find the root cause of it? Was that the main thing with the therapists? Yes, and they were trying to listen. I, like I'm, I'm, I cannot imagine I'm an easy patient. I try to control everything. No. I'm very like, yeah. You know, smart you, you defense. Put, yeah, yeah. You it, put them to the test. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm not sure. easy. And so. And I wasn't, I wasn't as open then. Yeah. Like I wasn't in a place of, uh, it's like, okay, well my brain just doesn't produce this much. I just have to be on these. I wasn't yeah. in a place where like, okay, that's bullshit. You know, yeah. I was like, okay, like I, I accepted it. Yeah. Right. So you accepted the fact that you're going to be on these forever, forever. That's forever. it. So you then I got, yep. so then I, I, I remember going to a, a psychiatrist, uh, which one deals with meds, psychiatrist or psychologist? Great question. I always forget. I, Anyways. I, I so I went to the guy that deals with meds and he asked me all these questions and he, he's over in Hillcrest. He was super nice. And he goes, listen, he goes, you're not depressed. He goes, you have anxiety. Mm. He goes, there's a huge difference. Yeah. And so this was the first doctor that actually knew anything and goes, so you don't need to be on SSRIs for, for depression. What, what is that? It's like a different type of antidepressant SSRIs in the brain. Yeah. Okay. Um, you just need to be on an anxiety med. And so he put me on like, a, I think it's like the Simulta, whatever on a very low dose of that, which ultimately was helpful. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So I got on Rather that. than the other heavy stuff. Right. Okay. And so, so a little lighter. not as much side effects from what, I mean, who knows? I've been on this right. forever. Right. So uh, he put forever. me on forever. So he put me on that. 
Um, and then I continue on my daily control life. Um, and I started to go to hardcore fitness with you and started working out and really, I've always Mm. been athletic. Yeah. Always. But never worked out. But, but never to the point where I understood what the hell I was doing. Right. Right. I could go do an hour of cardio and think, look at me, I'm athletic. Right. So I started to lift with hardcore fitness. They taught me how to lift. They were incredible. Yep. And then, of course, I wanted to keep going yeah. and be better. So then I met Marisa, 619, yep, Sexy yep, Strong yep, at the yep, gym. Yep. And she became my trainer for lifestyle. So she put right. me on a diet and she put me on a training program and I followed that thing to a T. Right. And keep in mind, I also did the, at Hardcore Fitness, the 60, what, a 60 challenge, day challenge? Yeah, the challenge. Yes. Yeah. And I was, I did that thing perfectly. Right. And I, you looked at my body and you would not know that I worked out as much as I did and I ate what I did. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I was never fat. Yeah. At that point, you never saw any muscle tone. Yeah. If you saw me in a bikini, it's like, oh, okay, but you would never know I was working out twice a day and right. eating absolutely perfect. Okay. So then I started training with mm. Marisa, and um, I remember I got on a plan with her, and again, I wouldn't even tell her. Like, I skipped meals. I would do extra cardio. I was doing fasted cardio in the morning for an hour, cardio in the afternoon, working out with her, and I remember I went and did my check-in with her, and it's like, my body just did not change. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I remember sitting on the floor of the 619 store in the yeah. gym and just crying because I did my check-in and I was absolutely perfect for a month. And it's like, I remember I got a cheat meal the night before and I had gained like six pounds because I had a cheat meal. And my cheat meal was like a burger with no sauce or anything. Water. And like, yeah, right? All water. So I was like, my butt. And, and Maritza oh, goes, you need to go and get your hormones checked. She had kept telling me that. And I was like, well, I did. I went to my primary care because yeah, I always yeah. have PPO insurance. I always yeah. get the best insurance. Yep. And they said I was fine. And she goes, I did know you have to. Did they actually check them? Yeah, no, of course. Well, no. Yeah, to I the mean, level of a. Now I know, but no. no. Yeah. They're like, you're within range. You're, you're within, within range. range. Oh, yeah. They're totally not. within range. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So then I go get my thyroid checked. Nope, it's good. Now I look back, it's only the TSH. They don't check the conversion. They don't check anything. Ah, and yeah, I was okay. I was good, but I wasn't great, yeah. you know? And so I have this mental breakdown to her. And then she goes, you need to go to my guy. And I was like, all right. So I went to her guy. And yeah. her guy was this old anesthesiologist. He used to be an anesthesiologist. Yeah. And he, he, he was literally like 80. He was so sweet. He was up in Encinitas, his yeah. own little practice. And this is all he did was specialize on hormone, exactly what my clinic does. Yes. And so he was expensive as all hell. Yeah. I had to all cash pay. It was like, I think my blood work, the first two visits, I think it was like $1,200. Yeah. So it kind of, I right. was like, nobody can afford this. Yeah. I was lucky enough to have a job and I was at a point where I was just like at my wit's end. Right. So I was like, fine. Because I had already waited probably two years. She had told me two years ago, and I went to my primary care. I went to them. So this is roughly five years ago. This, yeah. So um, finally, I get in, in front of him, and he, he gives me my lab work, and I have it on my phone. And everything of my lab work is like, if the range is one to 100, I am at one. Yeah. And yes, he goes, you're within range. He goes, but right. if I bring you ah. to 80, he goes, you're going to feel a hell of a lot better than you are at one. Yeah. And so he goes through all my labs with me. Keep in mind my my uh, my cortisol, the normal range for cortisol, which is stress, right, is like the stress, two the to. Stress hormone. I think it's like two to. I have to look it up, but like let's say it's two to twenty. Mine, I think, was thirty nine. <laughs> wow. And he goes, I don't understand how that's possible because you are on antidepressants, and I was like. I don't know. Or anti-anxiety. You know? Anti-anxiety. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anti-anxiety. I mean, they're same in one nowadays. Are they really? It oh, really? really? Like, there's... Really? It's... Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, he, uh, he, he goes, look. He goes, let's just... 
get off like some of the stuff you're on. Um, he got me off the birth control. He got me off all this stuff. He goes, let's get you off all this. I couldn't get off the meds. He goes, let's just bring you down to a low dose of that. And then he's like, he put me on a cream at first and it was a mix of testosterone and progesterone. Yep. And he goes, let's just see how you do. Yeah. And within six weeks, other people noticed within five weeks, yeah. my neighbors who I'm around all the time, they're like, you just seem really calm like you seem like you're not as kind of on edge no kidding and then after like eight weeks confidence like it crazy like just insecurities where you'd go on a date and go well he didn't call me why didn't he call me does he not like me like i don't understand you know like (laughs) oh my god it's so exhausting to the point where i was all now all of a sudden i'm like "Hmm, well his miss yeah i mean that black and white like i mean the difference was so noticeable yeah and all of a sudden like i had this uh just confidence now Mm. and then my body started changing so i'd work out once a day and i would see the results and i started putting on muscle and i started actually seeing the results from what i was doing so everything started changing for me when this happened and i remember going back to him six weeks later and i was like i don't understand why was this never offered to me before and he goes because this is not what they learn they don't learn how to be preventative. He goes, that's why when I was an anesthesiologist, people kept getting wheeled into my room for surgery. Yeah. And I just look at these people and I wanted to start helping them before they got on my table. And that's wow. what he said. And he was incredible. I mean, he was the nicest guy, like just awesome guy. Yeah. And so he completely changed everything for me. Now, I keep in mind, like my anxiety was less, everything was less, but me, well, my levels just don't produce as much. So I can't get off of those because I've already tried twice and that's my belief system. Can't do that. Right. Right. But everything else, amazing. You're talking about the anti-anxiety stuff. Right. Okay. So six months, six months after I met him, like seven months, I met Jason. Yeah. Like things just kind of, I started being a, you know that movie with Jim Carrey, Yes Man? Oh yeah. Like all of a sudden I had this confidence and I'm like, screw it. Yes. Like, let's go do it. Yes. Yes. I remember my friend Cindy at the gym barely knew her. She's like, Oh, we're going to Greece. We got to have a sailboat. There's seven of us going. We have room for one more. I'm like, yes. Well, I don't know any of you. I know. So I go to Greece with eight people. I do not know seven people. And it was that quick of a transition. It was like you felt. Yes. Wow. And just the, so there's a level of mental, uh, emotional and physical when it comes to naturally, your body, hormones, all of it. And there's a level of like the emotional, all of a sudden you just have more confidence. You just feel like you can sleep better. All of that, which gives you a a level of confidence that all of a sudden now physically you start to feel better. So you're working out more. Then all of a sudden you see the results from that. So now you have this confidence and then you have the physique. And then mentally, because you have those two things, you're like, it is game on, right? So so let me ask you this, because this is, I know that there's going to be watchers and listeners right now that want to kick anti-anxiety pills. They want to get rid of their anxiety. This is their, and I know that they're probably thinking right now, because look at you, you're a physical specimen. Um, <laughs> they're probably thinking, well, I don't want to be lifting weights. And I don't, you know, that, that, that how that goes. I don't want to, do I have to work out in order to optimize my hormones? I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but it's something I know people are probably thinking right now is like, do I have to, like in order to optimize hormones, do you have to be a, a workout fanatic or does it no. matter? So no, give me I'm that, just break crazy. that down. Yeah. No, I mean, literally I've worked out. I've, I was a collegiate athlete. Yeah. I was a coach. Yeah. I okay. just love working out. So that was kind of my therapy working yeah. out. Right. Of course. Put yeah. on loud music and go work out. And like anybody that's that worked would help out me. knows yes. that. But that's not it, everybody. It's our, th- but, but I will say this, you know, for people that are watching that don't work out, let me tell you something. You better start working out, you know, short-term pain, long-term pleasure. It's painful to work out, eat right, do all this stuff. 
but it's a great anxiety reliever mm-hmm. working out. It is. So that's a side note here. It is. But I, also I mean, want- and I'm not saying to the gym, you don't yeah. have to be a meathead. You yeah, don't have to, right. quote unquote. Yeah. But it's like, I remember when I was 20, when I was in San Diego and having anxiety, I would go run Cow's Mountain every day. Yeah. Sometimes I did it twice a day. Because oh, I would just need to get out of my head. Yeah. So I would just go do that. It's about getting outside, go for a walk, go do something active, sitting inside Social social media is the worst thing ever. But like doing all this nowadays, it's yeah, like it's yeah. only it only makes it worse. It does. It only yeah, makes it worse. Absolutely. So doctors like think about this because this is why it's it, the the pandemic in our society is number one obesity, overweight and obesity, and then pills because mm-hmm. every you know how many people are dying now from overdosing mm-hmm. on. Oh, know, I just saw that article. It's like fentanyl killed it, more people than COVID. Yeah. From from overdose. <laughs> just think understand. about this. Think about this, like, and, and look at all the some of the, some of the, you know, the big stars or the the entertainers, uh, actors that have all passed away from mm-hmm. medication from overdosing on yeah. too much medication. Well, have you watched TV in real time time lately? Like now yes. we have all the you can fast forward through the commercials yeah. and yeah. But if you sit there and have to watch TV, ninety percent of what you're seeing is drugs. pharmaceutical commercials, and then at the very end. You could have bleeding from the colon, da, 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 yeah. and you're like, Jesus. Yeah, it's not even at the end; it's the whole commercial. And you know, we're, you know, the we're the only country that is allowed to advertise pharmaceuticals. It, it's it's the whole commercial, and I'm uh-huh. watching this, and here's my child sitting next to me, and I'm thinking, my child right now is being programmed that medication is okay, mm-hmm. not only okay, but it's like normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is okay. I mean, hey, listen, there are places for it, yeah. but it's not. But, we are taught. I was taught this is normal. You have to be on this the rest of your life. Yeah. Your brain just does not produce enough serotonin. You are not normal. So what would you say as far as um, <clears throat> uh, uh, number one, optimizing hormones? Would you say that that's a without question, everybody should be doing that no matter what at what age? I know. Think? See, that's the thing. You're not going to be an 18 year old coming in right. and getting hormones. Of course. But personally, if I'm, I remember when I was 18, I would get blood work done. Yeah. Why, you're checking my cholesterol and you're checking this. Why aren't you checking my vitamin D, my vitamin yeah. B? Like these yeah. are all essential things in your body. Yeah. <laughs> your DHA, yeah. like just things, just check it all. But you can't, I mean, we even at the, at the clinic and we have a contract with the lab that we get a lower rate for lab work, but yeah. people have gone to try to do it through insurance and it's like $1,200 yeah. for the panels right. we run. Why is How it? How crazy is that? That's insane. Yeah. That, that normal medical coverage won't cover. Right. They push you away from the natural. It's more expensive. Same thing as food, right? Yep. Buying organic food is yep. more expensive than buying. You go to McDonald's, you can get a happy meal and two burgers for like $2 or something. Yeah. Of yeah. course that's easier. couple bucks. And you can drive through. You don't drive even have to through cook it. Drive through on the fly. Right. So, you know, and, and so as far as, as far as the hormone thing goes, what do you think as far as age that would absolute... 100% everyone should be getting their hormones checked. Was it 30, 40? I mean, regardless uh, if they have anxiety issues, if they, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when, when are levels for sure getting messed up? You know what I mean? I hate to laugh. No, but totally. Would you say that at a, at a certain 30 years, like past 30 or 40, there's no question your hormone levels are off? Probably, yeah. Which, which, which what age? You think? I mean, you start to peak when about 22 years old. Okay. And so ideally, what you want to do is yeah. you want to get some kind of base right yeah. when you're younger yeah and that way even if you go get it done again at 30 hey well you can look at 22 when you were at your peak yeah and you can see where you were at your best versus where you are now and then you can determine hey is it worth it for me right now or can i give it more time but at least you know tangible again yeah. numbers yeah. yeah as to where you are 
and and what I'm talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, is it, this is it. You know, this whole podcast is going to be about living a healthier life, one filled with fulfillment, one fulfillment, being fulfilled, love, passion, stepping into your calling, living a, a long life, a happy life, one filled with deep joy, raising great children. And the bottom line is our society, cat. Let's break this down a little bit. We're on a bad. Yep. Bad spiral here of overweight, overweight and obesity is what seventy percent of our population. I think so. We I just think it's don't seventy percent. Yeah, we don't, as human beings, look for ways to improve ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, all the important things. We don't, and as a society, unfortunately, we're being taught instead of digging into yourself. Here, take this. Yes. This will fix it or cover it up or you won't have to deal with it. The quick fix pill. On everything. 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 As opposed to, hey, how about working out on a regular right. basis? How about eating right? Lots of vegetables. Do you know how your- many people come to me and go, how do you, what do you do? And I go, okay, no. Like I used to be the girl that was like, I can help you. Yeah. I'll write it all out for yeah. you. Now I don't do that. Now right. I go, no. I, no. I work out. I eat healthy. Yes, I have cheat meals. Yes, I had drink. Yes, I have dessert. But I also... Those are minimal. Yeah. And then I do this, 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 and they go, oh, so you don't take anything? Yeah. You know how many people have done that? And they, I'm, so now I don't take the time unless yeah, they actually bother. are like, okay, I want to do this. And yeah. then I have no problem taking the time for you. But so many people I've taken the time for and they're like, yeah, it's just, I didn't want to work out today. And it's like, they just yeah, and don't. And eating right. They're like, Ugh. oh, no, 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 no. Because that's really hard. Okay. So get back to the, so the. Yeah, you haven't even hit the crazy. Yet. Okay, I mean. so give me the give me the let's touch on the crazy. <laughs> give me the crazy part. Let's where are we at here? How are we <laughs> we're probably way over. What, what time do we start? Four uh, fifteen. Okay, so we're so we're let let's let's go. Let's power this out another. Because what do we do? Do we chop this up a little bit? Probably not going to chop it up, huh? Probably not because we've been we've been huh? Okay, because this has all been good stuff. It's all been good. Uh, okay, 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 good stuff. Fast right. forward. Your other guy already jumped ship, huh? He was green. He was green. He was getting rid of. Why? He was sick. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, good. Thank God he didn't get That's sick good. in here. Yeah. Great. That's great. Not because of you, Ken. Yeah. You were green. Unexpected. Yeah. Wait, which one is this? Is this the. The other kid that was sitting Spencer back here. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was green. Poor guy. Oh, poor guy. Anyways. Okay. So, right. fast forward. Okay. So, so you get to uh, last year. Yeah. COVID. But let's yeah. get to okay, COVID. Get to COVID. Okay. So, uh, Jason and I. Um, okay. This, this kind of winds back, so not to get... So I decided upon myself yeah. to find a th- sex therapist. Oh, boy. I know. Because, again, which I'm actually pretty proud of myself for because I am always in my head. Yeah. And Jason is very sexual. And yeah. I wanted it to be better, not only for him, yeah. but also yeah. for me. Now I realize why maybe it's not as good for me because I yeah. never really learned that yeah. when I was younger. Mm. So anyways, I decided upon myself, like, well, it's COVID. What else are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'll find a cool sex therapist and I'll see how I can make it better for him to get out of my head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She has no clue what she was in for. So I did all this research and yeah. her name is Dr. Sayaka and she is the most amazing oh therapist God. I've ever been to wow. in my life. Ever in my life. Like she, she, she's she thought she out. was going to get this. People are now like, okay, now we're getting down. No, here. she's amazing. And she's not just a sex therapist. I mean that, yes, that's what she, that's yeah. what she advertised. Yeah. yeah. But like. And that's what we talked about the first three weeks until I decided and I was like, I think I'm going to get off these meds. Because one of the things she told me is that's a big inhibitor is, yeah. is those meds will make it not as good. Yeah. And that was a big thing. Mm. And I was doing well. Yeah. 
don't ask me why COVID yeah. had just hit like but I just had a good mentality and I was like okay I said I'm, I've decided I'm going to get off of these we opened the clinic May 1st yep. this was like June 15th Yep. so I slowly start weaning off and I get off of them and uh, I get the worst brain shivers ever I mean I remember mm. Jason came home and I was we were supposed to go to dinner and I was like fetal position on the bed like yeah. could not I just was not functioning and I remember calling Doc at the clinic and I was talking to him and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is so bad. And I have, I travel for work for yeah. my other full-time job. Yeah. And so he's like, listen, it's all inflammation. Keep in mind, I've been on these stupid drugs for 20 years. I've tried to get off them twice. No doctor has yeah. ever told me this. It's inflammation. Go keto. Who, who said this? Our doc at the clinic. Cammy. Yeah, Cammy. No kidding. So, and I go, what? And he goes, go keto. And I'm like, fine. I was so miserable. I was like, cut out carbs. No more side effects within two days. As Are soon as I me? eat any carbs, brain sugar galore. No way. So that was... People I, I, are going to love this yeah, tip. Nobody knew this. Incredible. Nobody ever told me this. No no doctor. And keep in mind, I went one, two, three, four, four primary cares. I've been to. Yeah. No one ever told me this. And I'm like, <sighs> how is that not? So it's like, you're almost making it more difficult to get off these things. Yeah, of course. So I got through... The brain shivers, which was amazing. So that's yeah. like three months. Right. So then you November. You completely off. So now you're completely off. Completely off. So then slowly I'm, I'm dealing life. I have my full-time job. I have the clinic. Yeah. Um, COVID is. Yeah, of course. Wreaking havoc. Yeah. And it's November of 2019. And um, I, every day I'm coming home and I feel like a semi truck is sitting on my chest. Mm. Like I feel like I am just like cannot function like i ever i'm so frustrated with everything i'm so irritated with everything i'm not sleeping and it just starts piling up to the point where it's like i have a to-do list on my phone and every day i'm like i can't i just can't this is i just this is so like yeah. freaking out yeah and i sit across from poor jason and keep in mind i went to jason prior to getting off of these yeah <laughs> and i was like listen get ready i'm gonna get i'm gonna try to get off of these and he is so supportive he and is. he's like yeah, he's amazing okay and I go, I have no clue what that's going to look like. You said this? I told him this. Yeah, yeah. I said, because I don't, this is 20 years. I don't know what this is going to look yeah. like. And he's like, I'm proud of you. You can do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just letting you know. So <clears throat> November. <clears throat> so uh, I'm losing it at this point. He has had to sit across from me at the table multiple nights because I am just a mess. I'm trying to explain to him why I need to be on these meds, why I can't do this. Um, it, because you just start to spiral. Like yeah. you can't get yeah. out of it. Yeah. I mean, you literally spiral into a hole. And it's like, you cannot climb your way out. And I'm sitting across from him and I'm like, babe, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand. You just don't get it. And if you don't know Jason, you can back me up on this. Yeah, he, he, it, it doesn't matter what's in front of him. I don't think he knows what anxiety is. Like no, he is I, the I most either. level-headed. He's like, the most calm guy I've ever met in my <laughs> which, life. Which I mean, thank God. I have For him. sure. Well, that's because, the only kind of guy that could yes. be in your life yes. uh, on a regular basis. <laughs> Otherwise you'd, ex you'd both explode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is, yeah. So he's sitting across from me and I am crying hysterically. I'm like, wow. I can't do this. I need to get on these meds. And he's like, no, you don't. Like, and he just breaks it down and puts everything yeah. in perspective. And I'm like, no, no, no. He goes, I'm so proud of you for doing this, Kat. I'm just so proud. And I'm like, fucking keep telling me you're proud. <laughs> and like, there's, there's a piece of me that's like, my ego yeah. is like, well, I can't quit. I mean, yeah. he's telling me I'm going to be right. a failure. Yeah. I'm going to completely fail if yeah. I quit. Yeah. So somehow I keep going and every day I feel like I'm just digging into a hole further and further. So then I reach out to Jax. 
Okay. Jax, okay. Jax. Who's, who's coming on the show who's, soon, by the yes. way. And Jax is a life coach. Love she her. just like dove into this. Yeah. And um, if you don't know Jax, you probably look at her Instagram and you're like, oh, she's out there. Yeah, she's, she is. You know? She's out there and she's got, <laughs> she's in my top five guests. I yes. love what she's all 100%. about. 100%. She's incredible. Now keep in mind the girl who thought this is hippie Yes, and da, 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 exactly. Da. You, this is like uh -huh. the furthest thing of, yeah. yeah. So I reach out to Jax and I, I pretty much tell her I'm losing my mind and that I need to, uh, can she help me? So she meets up with me at a park and I kind of talked to her and she tells me what her program is. And she's like, I'm going to teach you how to meditate and how to journal and mm -hmm. how to believe in the universe and how to da, 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 da. And I'm like, fine. Okay. Yeah. Just tell me, give me a list of shit I yeah, need to do. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. So she teaches me um, every day I have to journal and I have to, you know, um, get up and meditate and I'm sorry, meditate. Have you ever met a person with anxiety? Meditate. Your brain is like it's hard, really hard. It, it's yeah. like, Brutal. and people tell you, Oh, just meditate. I'm like, yeah, what, what is that? Mean? Just meditate. Meanwhile, I'm going yeah. to my sex therapist who's telling me not sex therapist, but you know, yeah. Sayaka, who's yeah. telling yeah. me, she goes, listen, cat, you got to just get out of your brain. You got to get, she goes, think of it this way. You're standing on the side of a river. She goes, you're not in the water. Yeah. You're standing on the side of the water. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, say that to me. And I'm like, I'm not in the water. She goes, perfect. You're not in the water. You're on the side of the water. I'm like, okay, I'm this on the side Jax. of the water. No, this is the therapist. Oh, <laughs> and she goes, you can throw rocks in there. You can do whatever you want, but that water is just going to keep going. You can't stop it. Right. But if you observe it, you'll be fine. But if you jump in it, you're going to, you're going to go down the river. Off you go. And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I could not grasp this concept. And then she made me read this book Which called- gave you more anxiety. Oh, God. I was so pissed that I couldn't do this. Because, listen, when I don't know how to do something, yeah. I just figure you it out. yourself up, yeah. When I learned how to snowboard, yeah. I just went up to the top of the mountain and ate shit the entire way down yeah. all day. Right. And I figured it out. Yeah. Right? Right. And so now I'm doing this whole thing where it requires me to believe in something that I can't see uh, and not let mm. my brain control me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And then I'm reading, um, I'll never forget this. The therapist said, read this book, Outrageous Openness. I yeah. think it's called Outrageous Openness. Anyways, it's all these little stories. And it's like, uh, you're giving yourself over to the divine, every decision you mm. make. And I'm reading, or God. And I'm yeah, reading yeah. this. And I remember I'm in Colorado on a work trip. And I'm driving and I'm listening to it on audiobook. And it's like, I lost $10,000. This guy swindled me and he was a fraud and I lost all this money. And I said, I can't worry about it anymore. And I gave it up to the divine and God and I just let it go. And then six months later, this man came into my life and said, I don't know why, but I need to give you $10,000. Right. And I was like, what the, this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're telling me if I just like, okay, like I'll just give it up to the divine. I'd want to win a million dollars. I'm yeah. going to win. a And I remember pulling over to the side of the road in a gas station, yeah. crying, texting my therapist being like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't understand. And because when I don't understand something, I get very frustrated. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get, yeah, losing my mind. Yes. Okay. So at this point, we're at a breaking point. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're losing it. Poor Jason is like not knowing what to do, right? And poor Jax is telling me, okay, now I want you, and believe in yourself and be proud of yourself yeah. and write down three things you're proud of yourself yeah, today. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Jax? <laughs> I'm gonna wring your neck. <laughs> Meanwhile, like business, work, everything else is, I, I have to look like a functioning human yeah, being, yeah. even though I'm currently right. not. Even though you're so, losing uh, it. Yeah, and at this point I'm not eating, I'm not sleeping, I'm not doing anything. Um, and just from getting off the meds. Just from, yeah, and the level of anxiety I'm having. Like, I can't, I'm not a functioning human being. And it's the constant fight of, like, I can't even tell you why. Yeah. I can't tell you, yes, there's stuff to worry about, but literally the world is ending in yeah. my mind. Yeah. And then you have the other side of the brain that's like, look at you. You're so pathetic. You know what I yeah. mean? You can't, 
You can't even function. You had an amazing childhood. You have a car. You have a house. And that's what Jason, he goes, you can't look at it that way. Look at, you have a roof over your head. You have this. Yeah. Then you just feel guilt. Then you're just like, I'm a fucking horrible person. Yeah. I mean, it's this whole. Perpetuates constantly around constant, and around. Yeah. Constant. Wow. And so I hit a, uh, I hit an all time low, uh, January 9th, I think it was. And it was that weekend of January 9th. And I'll never forget it because I like, I screamed at Jason about something because he couldn't do something. And I don't even know why I screamed at him. Then I went upstairs and crawled under my covers for like two hours. Yeah. And I was not functioning. And then I went to the beach because Jack said, I need you to go to the beach. Yeah. And I, I need you that. to take this journal and I need you to go and write this down. And I went to the South Mission and I was in my car and I fell asleep in my car for an hour because I couldn't get out of my car. Like, you can't function when you have this level of anxiety. I, it sounds crazy, but it's like every single thing is so hard. Yeah. Like the thought of going and switching the laundry from the washer to the dryer and pressing start is like, oh my God, I have to, I have to go downstairs and I have to, I have to move the laundry. I mean, it's, Gosh, it's, it unbelievable. is, I can't explain it. And if but you have anxiety, you gonna, know, I, yeah. Yeah. what i'm talking yeah. about yeah it's horrible there's people listening and watching this that are identifying with this. it's horrible yeah and i finally got out to the beach and i am bawling with this little journal in my hand and i'm like looking at jack's question three things you're proud of i'm like i'm not proud of myself i'm a failure i'm a fucking failure like yeah. i can't fucking do this yeah. i'm obviously have to be in meds i'm losing my mind i'm gonna lose jason because yeah. i'm i'm this way like i'm not the person i think i mean it's just the things going on in my head i would not say to my worst enemy yeah ever wow and so I'm texting Jax at this point. She goes, I can't, I can't come to you right now. She goes, but I, I can come to you. We can go together Tuesday and I can help you through the, and I'm like, okay. So I go back home and I'm, I, I call doc at the clinic yeah. and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I'm like yeah. losing it. And he goes, are you sure? And I say, I need you to call in meds. I need you to call him in. And so he calls him in and I go the first thing in the morning, pick him up and I take one. And I'm like so disappointed in myself. Mm. But at this point, it's like there's nothing I can do. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm losing it. And um, I just remember that day kind of going throughout the day. And okay, this is going to sound weird. But that night I go get my lashes done. And it's by this girl, Stephanie. And I, I it's the first time I'm kind of meeting her. And I'm going to get my lashes done. And she is, uh, she's Mexican. But her fiance or boyfriend is Indian. So she does a lot of like Native American ceremonies and yeah. all this stuff. And and I'm just talking to her and she goes, how are you doing love? And she has the, I mean, her spirit, like she's just the sweetest thing yeah. you've ever. Yeah. And I just throw everything up on her. Like my entire, like everything happening. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I had to go take a meds this morning and I don't want to be on these meds. And it's just, yeah. yeah. and she just goes, no, you don't need those. And she's so calm. And yeah. I go, are you, are you religious? Are you she goes, no, she goes, I'm spiritual. And she goes, I just think we live in a parallel universe. And she goes, I just believe that, you know, we're here and we have to take advantage of the fact that we're here and we're blessed and we're this and that. Yeah. And like, she just, and I'm all, when did this revelation, when did you find this? I'm yeah. just trying to find this. Yeah. Like someone, yeah. Yeah. and she goes, mm, when my dad and brother were killed on a head on car accident, I just, I went to a bad place and I just realized I have to, I'm lucky I'm still here. Yeah. And it, that would be shameful to them if I'm not living my life, you know? And yeah. she's, and I'm just, and again, in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting here complaining about my life yeah. and she's telling me, I her, know. you know what I mean? Right. Like, so I remember getting up from there and she walks me to the door. She gives me a hug and she looks at me and she's like, you don't need to take anymore. You took one. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. 
And she gave me a hug and I walked out and it's like somebody lifted like a weight off my shoulder. I don't know. She, I call her my angel to this day. She, I, I, can't, I can't even explain why, but for some reason that night, like something clicked for me and it was my first vision of, of, of just lightness, like wow. believe in something else. Yeah. Ah, okay. Faith. I guess so. Yes. Which now I realize I never knew what the hell that meant. Exactly. So I go home mm. and I, I, the rest of the week I'm like, J- Jax took me to the beach the next day and she taught me like, she, she asked me all these questions. She goes, what do you see? And I was like, the ocean, sand, this, that, you know, and she goes, okay. And then she made me do this whole thing of like, sit there for three minutes and say, um, I love myself and I allow myself to hear, then yeah. tap here, yeah. then do, I mean, I'm like tapping all over myself. Yeah. Like, and then she goes, okay, what do you see? And I go sun and the waves and the sun beaming off there and she goes you see how now you're saying like different lights and different things and before it was just objects and I go yeah and she goes you need to get up and you need to do this every morning and I'm like okay so it was like I got my list yeah now you got the list I got my list okay so I'm like okay but I found a little piece right so I'm like I'm like okay can't find this I can't lose this we're gonna we're gonna keep going so that was on a Tuesday. Friday comes, and I remember laying in bed late that night at one o'clock in the morning, and I remember Jason's next to me snoring, and I thought to myself, "Okay, when I want to remember the day that it kind of my first glimpse of like hope of this, right?" And I look up on the phone, and it was January eleventh, so it was one eleven. So Jax, if you don't know Jax, and yeah. if you have never hung out with Jax, every time you were with Jax yeah, anywhere, yeah. she goes, "Look five 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 three three three. Look two two two. Yeah, look, yeah. the universe is talking to you one one." And I'm yeah. like. Are you losing your mind? Yeah. Like those are just random numbers, yeah. dude. So I look up what one 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 means, and one 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 it said in the hold on because I gotta I gotta yeah. read it to you because it, it doesn't do it justice otherwise. But it says I remember you telling me this. It says but I don't remember it either. Um, it is a positive sign. Yeah. And I keep in mind, I just wanted to remember the day that it was yeah. the first glimpse of this. Oh, yeah. It is a confirmation that whatever you are doing at that moment is right, is meant to be. It tells you that you are on the right path. Mm. However, you need to understand that this does not mean that you have reached your destination yet. This just means that you are moving in the right direction, so don't stop. Continue down this path. Things will evolve. Mm. And to me, that was like, oh, it- thank you. Like it was like, I remember just smiling that night in the bed and just being like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I don't know who I was saying thank you to, right? but it was like, I just needed that something, right? Look at you. This is, this is crazy. Yeah. So, um, I feel like there's so much more and we've already talked so much. Um, well, yeah. So so (laughs) you're going to have to edit this. Yeah. Just edit the boat part out. We'll do that later. (laughs) No, no, no. We've got to keep the boat in there. We've got to keep the boat in there. So I keep going, right? I'm like, okay, found it. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Every morning I'm getting up cold shower, meditation, tapping all over the place. Right. And like, you have to understand my full-time job. Like I, I have surgery starting at seven 30 in the morning. So a lot of times I'm getting up at like four in the morning, traveling, trying to do this. Right. And on the then it and then she tells me about Cambo, which I told you about. So the frog poison, Amazonian frog poisoning. I know it's a whole. Th- I know. I Jack's know. Told you like about so this? many. Yeah, she told me to do it back in November, and yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, you want me to go and burn my skin and put frog poison on my skin yeah. to do what? Like again, I was like, what? In, what the holy hell? Like really? Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, add it to on. the list. Bring it on. Let's do it. If yeah. you want me to do this, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Right. So I schedule that. Yeah. Meanwhile, tapping, 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 schedule, schedule, yeah. schedule. So uh, he comes to my house. You have to be vegan for three days. Okay, so Cambo oh, is, wow. it's a whole thing where in the Amazonian um, 
uh, forest. Basically, the warriors back in the day would take this frog that had Campbell frog poison, basically, and they would put it on their skin on an open wound and it would detox their entire body. That's the idea. Detox of emotional and physical trauma of your entire body. Right. And by detoxing, you purge. Mm. So it goes through all your organs. It goes through. I know. I know. I know what this sounds like. I get it. But my mind is on thinking like because I go ahead. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot. So yeah, yeah. he goes, okay, so he goes, you need a vegan, you need to do this. So he shows up and he, you're supposed to do three ceremonies in a row, day one after another day, yeah. three days in a row. I could only do two because I was working on Monday. So I did Saturday, Sunday. So he goes, okay. So he shows up that morning. He sits there, he burns, you know, some sage and he's doing this stuff and he's explaining this to me. I mean, he's the most amazing guy. His name's Hamad. He talks about his past. He talks about, um, he's Middle Eastern, how they would never accept this in him. He studied yoga. He did all this with Buddhists. He like, all this stuff. So he goes, you kid, don't, don't allow yourself to connect to this. Don't allow yourself to connect to the bad feeling. Just, it it will pass. Just release, purge everything from your body. And he explains that when you purge, um, the darker it is, the most more emotional yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, no clue what the hell I'm doing here. So he puts three dots on my arm. He burns, like takes a little thing and burns three dots. Yep. And he goes, okay, are you ready? I'm like, sure. So we start with the feminine side the first day. Cause he goes, which one masculine or feminine? I go, well, feminine is worse for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's do feminine. <laughs> so he puts it on my arm and you're sitting there and you feel it. Like it, it, it your face goes red. It, Try, you feel it going through your body, going through your organs, everything. It's the most miserable feeling Ugh. ever. Like if you have the flu and you are shivering and sweating and yeah. nauseous and multiply that times 10 and that's Campbell. Oof. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is, I can't do, this is horrible. And he puts it on. I feel it. It's like 10 seconds and I just start crying. Like I'm talking little kid, like, <laughs> like cannot breathe bawling and and i have no idea why and he's like okay no you're just purging your emotions and and i'm like okay and then you're supposed to throw up in a bucket yeah. like could purge yeah and so i start purging and yeah, he's yeah, like no yeah. you have more to go and uh, oh, worst thing ever God. worst so then after he's like no it was good he goes okay we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> so i went and what, i, so I slept for like again? six hours you do it you're supposed to do it three days in a row but i only did two yeah that's all you can so, handle, or you just. Like, I had to work. Yeah, of course. So the next day he comes over, and, and the whole day. Oh, this after is at the, your house. Yeah, this is at my house. He came to my Wait, house. Was Jason there? Yeah, he was downstairs. Jason at this point is kind of on the same page. He goes, "Look, you have to do with what he's yeah, so supportive. Yeah, whatever you got to do. I'm here to support you. Yeah. Whatever you need. I mean, I can't say enough. Were you violently throwing up? Uh, yeah, it's not pretty. Ugh, it's not pretty. But you don't have food because yeah. you fast the night Ugh. before. So it's just water. Just bile it's like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Oh my god, super fun. But it's it's horrific. Yeah. So, so um, the only pleasant thing is after he, he gives you hape and it's like this uh, a mix of like tree, like eucalyptus. Anyways, he he puffs it into your nose and it kind of makes you feel a little high. Yeah, like it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So the next day he comes and we do the masculine and he's like, okay, so this one I had three dots and he puts dots on this side. What does that mean, masculine? Like your, you know, the left side is your feminine, the right uh, side is your masculine, okay, okay. supposedly. Really? Yeah. Huh. So interesting. So he goes, let's do the the mes- masculine side yeah, of you. Yeah. So he puts the dots and then he puts one dot, two dots, three dots. And I'm like, nothing. chilling, chilling, no crying. Are you kidding me? No, nothing. What is this? This is my masculine side. I'm like, you know, this is my strong side. Which means you have a lot of masculinity. <clears throat> yes, I know. Jason always tells me that. So <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> yeah. The so, controlling. So uh, I sit there and it's just, 
it still feel horrible. It's going yeah. through my whole body. Start purging. And he's like, no, you have more to go. I'm like begging him at this point. Please make it stop. Please make it stop. And he goes, go in the shower. Go in the shower and do your last purge. So I go in the shower. <sighs> do my last purge I get out and I look at the floor and I remember I had an Aquafina water bottle and it has those blue labels and I yeah. thought the label melted I said look the label melted it looked like black fuzzies yeah. all over the shower like if yeah. I wore a sweatshirt Yeah. and he comes in and he goes no 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 that came out of you and I'm like Ugh. what the hell is black that's coming and keep in mind I did vegan for three days I yeah. fasted for two days like so what is coming out of me and, and he already explained to me like the darker that comes out of you the more trauma the yeah. more emotional yeah. Yeah. so i was like okay and then afterwards he gives me that hop and i'm laying there and he goes what's in your head and i just laid there and i was like it was so at peace it was like the greatest feeling i've ever been in my life there was nothing in my head i can honestly say to you there's never been a time in my life where there was nothing and this i was, was after just day floating. two this was day two day two so it was amazing so he leaves and and all of these experiences add up. So what Cambo taught me is, is like, don't attach yourself. Like yeah, don't, it, yeah. no matter how bad it gets, right. it's going to pass. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so as I continue down my path, tapping, getting yeah. up, shower, da, 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 it starts to come back. Anxiety starts to come back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I already yeah. figured this out. I got my yeah. light. I got my yeah. person. I got my lash yeah. girl. I got right. Jax. I got my therapist. Right. I got, uh, you got everybody. I got team. everybody. I'm making this happen. No, 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 no. So two weeks after I did Cambo and I'm doing all the tapping, I, rem I have a text to Jackson. I'm like, I don't understand. Why is my chest tight? Why is this happening? Like, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm following all the mm. rules. And it's like, she goes, it's not about doing what you're supposed to do. Right. It's about believing in what you're Correct. doing. Correct. Um, yeah, that Faith. didn't sit well. So That didn't sit well. Uh, I had my first panic attack ever. Like, I told you I had one at 18, but yeah. I don't know what a panic attack yeah. is. And yeah. I now know what a panic attack yeah. was. And it was horrific. Like, I thought I was going to die. And I was just sitting there. Like I couldn't breathe. I was like, so I remember I called my friend Lynn. She called Jason. Jason called Bree and Bree comes over and I fell asleep. Bree, this is. Uh, Bree, Bree ripped him reckless on IG. Bree. Uh, got it, got it. She comes over and uh, she finds me in my room, like fetal position. She sits down. She just starts like patting my hair and I'm like trying to breathe. And I remember I fell asleep with my head on her lap, like for like two hours. <laughs> she just sat there with me. Like this is. And it's so well, hard to tell you this because this isn't me. Like yeah. the whole time I was like, this isn't me. Yeah. This isn't the person I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm terrified <sighs> and I cannot tell you why. So then two more days go by and I get, Jason has a meeting and I get out of the shower and I just remember sitting on the floor in my room and I, again, just, I am going to die. Yeah. Like panic attack, can't breathe. I call Jason. He goes, Hey babe, what's up? I'm in the meeting. And I'm like, I I don't know what to do. Like I'm, I, I was, and he goes, you're going to be okay. He goes, you're fine. And he kind of talked me through it and he goes, listen, I'm going to call you right back. Cause he's in an important meeting. He yeah. can't. So then I get off the phone and I call Jax and she walks me through like 20 minutes. She's like, okay, no, you're going to be good. And like, just keeps talking to me. And I have no clue why I'm having these panic attacks. Like I am losing my goddamn mind. Yeah. Like cannot yeah. function. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. And at this point, again, I, I have to get on these meds. Like I have to be on these meds. This is just me. Look, yeah. I've done everything. Yeah. Look, I'm tapping. I'm doing I'm everything I'm supposed to do. I'm going to the beach. I'm sticking my feet. Frog I'm grounding poison. frog poison. What else am I supposed to do? Like, so then I just keep, Jason comes home that night and he sits down across the table for me. I can't tell you how many times he sat across the table for me. And he's like, babe, he goes, you can't be perfect at this. He goes, you've been on meds for 20 years. Your yeah. brain is adapting. Like yeah. I just need somebody to tell me, okay, you are going to be fine after eight months. 
but nobody can tell me that. Mm. And then all my, all the people I do know that have been on this or doctors, they're like, yeah. some people it takes two or three years. I'm like, what do you mean? Or maybe your brain might not adapt. I'm like, what? Like, no, no, no. I can't keep going. I, I just yeah. couldn't, yeah. couldn't function. Yeah. And he just keeps telling me, he goes, I'm just so proud of you. I'm just so proud of you. Yeah. And I'm like, so I couldn't stop. Yeah. Like Jason, yeah. I could not have done this without him. Yeah. Like he just kept he, telling he me. He was I'm brought into him. your life for a reason. Oh God, that guy. Yeah. I mean, there's times I want to kill him. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. like, well, mostly because he keeps telling me he's proud of me and then I can't get on these meds at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, oh, he, he. But as far as someone being in your life, that's, I mean, <sighs> a godsend, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. So at this point, I just start believing and I have to believe in something bigger. Yeah, I have to yeah. believe in the universe. Yes. And I'm seeing one, one, one yeah. every single damn day, like three times a day in the most random things. Like I'm not looking for this. Yes. One, 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 one appears. Eleven, eleven appears everywhere. So now I'm turning into Jack's where I'm like, oh, what does five, 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 five yeah, mean? What yeah, does this yeah. mean? What, you know, yeah. and I'm looking stuff up and it's like everything just kind of just starts. I just start having to believe in something bigger. Mm. I have no choice. At this point, yeah. I have zero choice. Like I have no other options. I have done everything on my list and I am still losing my mind. And I have to believe that all these little signs yeah. are signs, right? Yeah. Oh, so then I just, I just keep going and I start um, talking to people like you and mm. talking and I allow myself to do things I would never have done before and well, believe in things I had here. never done before. And look where this is leading. Mm-hmm. Look what's coming to your life now, <laughs> right? Yeah. And Faith. honestly, it started because wow. when I got the re, the whole reason, I guess I was doing well, but the whole reason I got off the meds is because when the whole COVID thing happened when the whole, all this political stuff happened, it's like somebody like flipped a switch in me and I just started awake to like yeah. the reality yeah. of our world. Yeah. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Right. But it, it honestly, for me was like, I don't want to be relying on anything pharmaceutical or yeah. anything that this world is trying to call normal. And that's right. what that's what they're doing. They're trying to make it like it is completely Absolutely. normal for you to be yeah, on these meds. Yeah. Do you, I mean, Absolutely. I would love to see the stats of how many people are on these meds. I would love to know the action. I thought you may have a percentage of that. You know, I never, I, we should look that up because I'm sure it's online, oh, it's, but it's like, it's so normal. And I can't tell you how many people I would tell that I was on antidepressants and they'd be like, Oh yeah. So am I. Yeah. So yeah, many yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, so am I. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I have to be. The percentage is so high. Yes. Yeah. I would venture to say minimum minimum fifty percent mm-hmm. of people are on some type of anti anxiety yeah. or antidepressants. Yeah, which is quite frankly because at the end of the day, and, and also sleeping pills go down the list here. Yeah, and so what's interesting here, Kat, is the fact that look what's happening now that's coming into your life, which is faith. Yeah, which, and I never is, knew what that was. Yeah, and God and and Jesus is now coming into your life. How about that? Slowly but surely. Can you believe this? No. No, because you have to understand, I grew up, and I asked my mom that the other day. I said, why do I have such a negative connotation towards religion? And she goes, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't remember you guys ever saying anything about it. And I'm on this new, it's not new. I've always, I told you, I've yeah. always wanted to be, if I do something, I want to be the best at it. Yeah. But I've never really applied that towards mm. me. So yeah. now I start digging into me with all these therapists and jacks yeah. and everything. And uh, and it's like, all of a sudden I'm improving. And all of a sudden I can actually say I'm proud of myself. Yeah. And keep in mind, like, I'm not tooting my own horn. There yeah. are a lot of things I should be proud of myself yes, for. Absolutely. And I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever been able to say I'm proud of myself yeah. until now. Till right now. Till this, this all happened. Yes. Till I actually made it yeah, through this. Yeah, yeah. And believe me, every right. day I'm still making it through this. And so you haven't gotten back on meds. Uh-uh. 
And so how long now have you been off them? Since that one, January 11th. Which is the beginning of this year. It was, yeah, so a year ago. So it'll be roughly about, yeah, almost. That was, almost so like, I, I got off in June of 2019 yeah. and then I took that one yeah. on January 11th and then I haven't gotcha. taken anything since. And so, and look at what's happening now, the spirituality, your spirituality journey, yeah. which is about, which is starting to happen. That's not by accident. No, I slowly started. Think I told my mom, it. I said, you know what I realized mm. is I, every time someone would say God or Jesus, yeah. I, I would cringe. Yeah. Like I, I, it's so, I'm so, because I only saw it for the sinful, you know, right. guiltiness of what it is. Like, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's kind of hypocritical yeah. sometimes yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of, you know, religion, religious people that are, uh, quite frankly, hypocrites. They'll, pray, I, you know, they. I mean, look they, at the Pope. Look at the Catholic Church. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a lot, right? Oh. So you see these headlines, and you're yeah. like, yep. "This is ridiculous." Yep. And you've I've got, I've never been. I've always just been like, <sighs> "Yeah, you've no. got people walk or talking the talk, but not walking the walk," which is what I've seen. Yeah. And then recently, as you know, now we're being drawn. I've been drawn. My wife and I have been drawn to the awakened church, which is these guys are walking mm-hmm. the walk, and then all of a sudden. I don't know what drew you in. What drew you into our journey? Like, what's going on over there? Honestly, I went with, um, okay, Brie. Yeah. She's belonged to that yeah, church yeah, for a while. Yeah. And she was singing one Sunday. Mm. And I told her, I was like, I kind of want to go. And I lied to Jason. Yeah. And I didn't tell anybody I was going yeah. because I wanted to go and experience it without anybody's right. whatever. Right. input. Or, yeah. And I had told, yeah. even you, you I had told, told that maybe I would go yeah. prior to that. Right. And then you joked with Lo and we're like, oh, we're going to surprise you there. And I didn't want, like, I didn't yeah. want. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I just went by myself. Yep. And I was recording Brie, and she was singing at the beginning. You know where they yeah. do the yeah. worship. Yep. And I just started like crying, and I really thought it was like, oh, I'm so proud of her. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, right. That's why I thought. Yeah. And then I went with you and freaking started crying again. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I, and I remember on the ride up when we were on our way up that Sunday. Are you texting me the night before? He's like, JD, I really want to go. You know, I'm like, well, I wasn't planning on going because I did. Yeah, you had softball for your daughter. And then you texted me at like 930 and you're like, if you feel like you should go, I'm going to go with you. Then I'll go with you. You were so sweet. Yeah. And and then I had to have a talk with Jacqueline, my daughter, say, hey, baby, I'm going to actually have to miss one of your, because she had a double header. Yeah, you were amazing. Yeah, I I haven't missed a pitch. And I said, but my friend needs me. Uh, Kat's our friend. She knows she knows you. I said, she, you know, I got to be there for her, and this is a big deal. She's going to the mm-hmm. church, and it's, this is a big moment for her, you know, spirituality and letting God into her life, and this is a whole thing here. So I got to go. Whole thing. Yeah, I got to go, and she's like, "All right, Daddy, I understand. I need you need to be there for your mm-hmm. friend." She said that, which is amazing. And uh, yeah, and uh, and I remember on the way up, I didn't want to actually tell you, and I actually didn't think this conversation would go this route, but I'm glad it did mm-hmm. actually because I want because I know that there's going to be a lot of our awakened community and, and, and also pastors are going to watch this interview and they're going to know exactly what's mm-hmm. going on, like literally to the T. And, and, and I'll talk about this because you've ever heard of a deliverance? Mm-mm. Okay. What's the camo thing? What was the thing? What, what was the, the cambo. cambo? Cambo. So cambo, it's, it's, the, it's the spiritual cambo. Okay. Which I just had one recently. Okay. It's where they draw everything out of you, all the stuff that's built up inside of you. It's okay. called deliverance. We're going to get more. Into, we're not going to do this now because we know now we got to wrap this up. But we're going to get into that uh, with the, yeah. the, the church and the pastors that are watching this. They're already like, oh yeah, 
You forget about it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and the pastors there are amazing. I mean, listen, I'd never been church. Yeah. I had to take it one step at a time. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm and, on the same journey. Yes. I'm, I'm, and so you go there yep, yep. and it's like, okay, Pastor Matt. I mean, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. I met him before. Yeah. And when he yeah. got up there and he made a joke and he goes, okay, there's way too many religious people in here. Right, correct. Are, you know, exactly. they're not, they don't push it in your right. face. Right, And they're very open. Plus, they they're have a lot religious. of the same beliefs that I believe right yeah. now. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. the things that the government's doing is Absolutely. unacceptable. Correct. And so, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just been, it's been a journey and I just, I haven't completely uh, stepped away from what I believe as well because yes. I'm sitting here and I'm like, look, like, okay, if I'm going to change patterns that were ingrained in me at yeah. a young age, yeah. which is what I'm doing, yeah. then I can't allow this religious about how a negative connotation right. Yeah. Rule me. So Correct. when I went a couple of times and they kept putting up all these um, verses and like, yeah. where, you know, yeah. one, one Genesis. Da, da, yeah. Da, da, yeah. And I was yeah. like, well, I don't know what any of these mean yeah. or yeah. where they are. Right. So then I told Jason, I was like, all right, apparently I need to read the Bible. And yeah. he goes, yeah. what? And I'm like, I need to read the Bible. So now I finished Genesis and I have picked up a Bible <sighs> and I'm reading this Bible and I'm sitting here and I was so proud of myself the other day because yeah. when I went to church the other day, yeah. they put up a Genesis one. Yes. I'm like, I've read this. Yes. I know this. Yes. <laughs> amazing i can't believe this but it's still it's like to me it's not even uh like the bible it's like oh religion but to me it's just like i'm reading a history book right now. yes and it's 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 the same concept as the meditation and all of this stuff it's like it's within you you have to believe in something bigger have faith in something bigger yep and it's crazy how things start to line up when you think that way yes and i'm still trying to find like, just like I did on the 11th, I yeah. found it and then I got panic attacks, right? Yeah. That yeah. I started. Right, right. I'm still, it, it's getting better and better. Those yes. those, those yeah. middle ground of not knowing where it is, yeah. is uh, it's getting better. Yeah. But it's like crazy when it starts to align. And the visions you see and you actually see what's coming and you, if you trust mm. it, if you see visions and you trust it and you do what you see, yeah. it's crazy. You just believe in it. It's yeah. like, no, this is, it doesn't matter how out there it is. It's like, yeah. no, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Like period, done, end of story. And, and this, it's like people just look at you and they don't under. I didn't understand that concept yeah, less yeah, than a year ago. Yeah. So I understand where they're coming from. You can't push anybody into right. this belief. Correct. You got to let it flow yes. and let it come to you when you're ready. Uh, my spiritual journey in the last year with this is I can't eat because it got to the point where prior to that I was a laws of attraction guy. And everything was laws of attraction, success principles that I read in all these books. And then Dr. Matt's like, guess what, J.D.? Guess where all those success principles came from? The Bible. They're all from there. Yeah, have you read? Uh, parts of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot I know right you now. Are. You did. You have you to did. do this. I, my wife's like, oh, I think you need this. I'm like, listen, I think one you need step to at read a time. The Bible. I'm going to church every Sunday. I'm leaning into this thing. I, I got. Well, I mean, you bat- won the entire Pathfinder hey, thing. Hey, you know, number one in yeah, the whole church. Yeah, but I mean, th- we're talking. The main pastor yeah, made you yeah. stand up at church on Sunday service crazy. and spoke about you for two minutes. I, have, I know yeah. this because I recorded it. Just yeah, saying. Yeah, that was cool. Um, at the end of the day, there's things that I can't explain anymore to laws of attraction. God's a thing. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't be more excited to lean into this and lean, <clears throat> lean into my faith in Jesus and knowing that God's doing his thing through me now, which is why I launched this podcast, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Awaken um, and the spirituality and, and knowing that God's working through me, that's why I launched this podcast, quite mm-hmm. frankly. So I thought, you know what? I'm put on this earth to put to to inspire others to greatness, to um, inspire others to live a fulfilled life, to to be fully filled with joy. Like, look look what's happening. You're a perfect example. You are all of a sudden, hey JD, what's up with that church? 
church. Come on, anytime you want to come, come. And now look look at you. Mm-hmm. Look at you, and we're going to talk six months to a year from now each, and watch what happens the more you become spirit, the more spiritual you become that you realize you can't control really anything. No. You just got to let it go and have faith that it's always going to work out. Have faith that the to-do list is going to be okay. It's okay if you don't do everything on the to-do <laughs> list. Do you know what I'm saying? And faith is about that belief that you can't see. It's not tangible. You mm-hmm. just have to have believe that it's going to happen. And you know what? It's going to fall into. And when you believe, that's when the magic yeah. happens. And when you realize that you have a calling, as I told you, you have a calling on your life. You, you have a calling on your. You're a special human being, Cat. And <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, but I'm serious about this. You have a calling on your life that because what the more you're opening up. To spirituality mm-hmm. and, and God, the more you're doing this, the more that he's going to do his thing. And that's what Jurgen said to me on Sunday. He said, you're opened up and guess what? He's open. He's lean, you lean into him. He leans into you. Mm-hmm. When you have faith, then you're really going to make a mark because you already made a mark in this world, but wait till you really, and it's happening right now. So that's, what's so exciting. This is the perfect way to end this, this, um, our interview here is the perfect, uh, chopping this up here is the perfect ending to this is because you're, you're literally there. You're in it now. And what's happening now is you're opening up and you're letting it flow and look look at you. I I, hmm. I want to tell you, and I don't even want to sound as though I'm like this, oh, this guy, this whole, but I'm proud of you. I'm so wow. proud you. of you as a friend that you're just, you're literally going with this. And this is exactly where I was about a year ago when I said, hey, gosh, something's going on here and I can't explain it anymore. I can't explain the things that are happening because so many great things to Rachel, my wife and I, my family, keep falling into place and people people keep coming into our lives that are amazing human beings that I've never had before. I've never had this many people that not only believe in me but genuinely wholeheartedly want me to succeed yeah. and are rooting me on. That's what's gonna happen, Kat, when you have all these people that believe in you Guess what happens? It's one thing to believe in God, but it's another thing to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, no, and almost no one has self-belief or self-love. And we have it in us, but once you believe in yourself, then you can truly lean into faith and do your thing and make a mark in this mm-hmm. world and, 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 and reach your potential and your gift. Because we're all born with a gift. The job in life is to find your gift <laughs> and then our purpose is to give it away. So you have a gift as a as a woman, as a human being, cat, and you're I I don't even think you've completely discovered your gift yet. Oh no, it's, we're still it's yeah. coming right it's coming here. This faith journey that you're on, mm-hmm. it's coming right now. And you're gonna lean into it and wait to see what happens in the next six months, twelve months, twenty four, five years. We're gonna look back at this. I'm sure we're gonna do more interviews because you and I could go for, for days, right? But um, I'm telling you, I'm proud of you, and you have seen nothing yet as to what you're capable of and where you're going, and this whole story here. And I hope that I, I, well, I know the viewers and the and the listeners that are can identify with where you're at and what you've gone through, or th- maybe think they have no hope. Yeah. And listen, and you know what? You know what? Lean into this. Hit us up. Come along with us. We're on a faith journey here. That's just incredible. I didn't think we we're going to actually end this like this, but I'm glad that we did. No, it's good because because I think that it's like really uh, a powerful part, and it explains everything because you're just trying to control everything your whole life, which seems to be ingrained in you in genetics. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But you know what? The more you open up and realize that faith and God's a thing, and allow, hey, everything's going to work out, and I believe in that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. That's when the magic happens. And honestly, for people that don't have the religion aspect, then you yeah. can start with universe. Because for start me, when universe. people try yeah. to push me, God, like I couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, you couldn't do it. 
I yeah. started, Jax was very like spiritual yeah, yeah. universe. Yeah. So was the therapist I went yep. to. Everybody yep. was, yep. you know, and then I, it slowly realized like it's yep. all the same thing. It's all the same thing. Yep. Exactly. I'm glad you said that because 40 years I was a spiritual uh, laws of attraction, whatever you put your, your thoughts or things, whatever you put your mind to is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Never. And now it's evolving to the next level. Mm-hmm. And now things are happening in our lives. Fruit favor coming into our life and people that are amazing that we're making an impact on launching this podcast to make a difference and make an impact to inspire others to greatness, to inspire others, to make a move, to step into their calling. It's, it's now it's all evolving. So it's, I'm on this journey with you just a year ahead, only one year ahead, basically, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So this is going to be a lot, Kat, this is going to be so much fun to see where this journey goes next. And uh, Well, you're just entertainment in general, so it's going to well, be fun. Yeah, you know, I know. Yeah. I that, know. yeah, it'll be fun to watch, right? Yeah. So Kat, I'll tell you what, I, this is, I, I'm, I'm honored to call you a friend. Um, I'm honored that you came in and, and on one of my, uh, on my first interview overall in history, first one. I know we, we went long, but I knew that was going to happen, but I don't care if people are listening at this point. Like 15 seconds through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do the, do the fast forward thing. Rob poison. What? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the boat, uh, the orgasms. Yeah. We touched that at all. Yeah. We well, touched. I hope people take it cause yeah. you can get off these meds. And the thing is, is, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever it's done. It's really, really which hard. Which is why it's. It's the easiest thing to just and that's what exactly. But I don't think I would find, I wouldn't have found any of this belief if I was still on those. Yeah, it just dulls you. Think about that. Think about that. Yeah, that's big. It is that that right there. That statement is profound, because when you have the chemical thing going on from these medication, these drugs, you're not thinking normally. You're not thinking clearly. Things aren't wired normally, right? Mm-hmm. And so this maybe the spiritual thing. It's it can affect it in a negative way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, Kat, I'm excited to be on this journey with you. I'm excited to do life with you and Jason. You guys are amazing. Um, uh, um, again, once again, very, very uh, honored and proud to call you a friend. So, yeah, Kat. Honored to be here. Yep. Um, thank you amazing. so much for sharing your story, getting uh, vulnerable here, sharing a lot of the, the, the crazy stuff that you've done. <laughs> and we look forward to our next, uh, our next interview, our next uh, Chop It Up uh, Breakdown conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, chat. All right, folks. There you go. That's a wrap. Have a nice day.